Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that has this disclaimer. Listening to this episode may poke your eye out. Here are two guys who made it into college on a chewing tobacco scholarship, Matt and Doug. Okay, okay. I, 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 can, I can live with that. I can live with yeah, that. Yeah, I got four words for you. Okay. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. Yeah, yep, she died. It's, it's, it's almost like we just did American Graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> what else was she in? Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Happy what, Days. Problem Child, maybe? Was she in Problem Child? That, that was John Ritter and, and I believe his wife. Oh, okay. I thought, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But before we jump into housekeeping, first of all, I was going to say, you know, this podcast is now with 200% more grimace. Nothing can kill the grimace. But we can get into that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we have a special guest here uh, that normally would actually come in in the housekeeping section. But because she has to go pick up my doggy, uh, she might not be around then. So I wanted to kind of get this out of the way early. So welcome, Jen, to the podcast. Hello, gentlemen. And Hello. Somehow I feel like I'm going to get BF'd. Right I here. think it's me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 fine. But the the thing is, I was thinking about maybe we should have some kind of a name for this. And I thought Jen's Corner. And I thought, no, <laughs> it's probably not a great idea because what that what when I hear Jen's Corner, that means something to me. I don't know what that would mean to you, Doug. Corner pocket? No. Working corner is what I would be thinking. Oh. So. <laughs> I was gonna say no nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts no. Jen in the corner. No. Sorry. No. Right, no. Fine. no. So we have two things to talk about. I'll do mine first and then you can do yours, Doug. And mine goes me? back. Yes. It's, okay. You you text me about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Two weeks ago, uh, we had talked about Jenny's phone number on the wall in the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. And I, I had said, I wonder what it's like to be named Jenny back then. And as Jen watched the podcast or watched the podcast, listened to the podcast, she actually said, if only you knew someone named Jen. I, I think she actually prefaced it with, you know, my family calls me Jen. And so, my family calls me Jenny. Okay, Jen, whatever. Um, but I wanted to wait. So they call you. Okay, but <laughs> a late. still have that from last week. I had to change boards. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to give your opinion as someone who was in their formative years when that song came out. Okay, I loved that song, and I thought it was amazing. So anyone named Jenny at that time, I think, really enjoyed it. We didn't really pay that much attention to the lyrics. We just danced and had a good time, and there's my name. Well, I have the lyrics up here. Yes. It basically is a number on a bathroom wall Yes, for a good time call. And to be their friend. Yeah, th- th- that's why you call a number that you see on a bathroom stall. <laughs> and, and that's what a glory hole is for, too. It's, it's to make friends on the other side of the wall. Either way, I really yes. enjoyed the song. Okay, so now over to you, Doug, for okay. your question. Why were we talking last week about bruises on the legs? It was because uh, Tina was concerned about her ass getting bruised and she needed to have oh, a blanket put down yeah. and Peter Brady was searching for it. Okay. And I had made the comment, why does it look like a lot of women take a ball peen hammer to their legs and just go bop up 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 and have like those blue bruises? So Jen, you're an older you're an older gal. <laughs> I am not an older gal, Doug. We are about to go at it here. <laughs> 
If I'm older, but, but I don't know what the hell you think you are, Mister. Get ready to turn a big five zero. You'll always be older than me. Well, I can't help that's a that. Fact. But that's a fact. Why don't you ask uh, someone who looks younger, me or you? Uh, I look pretty young. If I had a full I head of hair, so. if I had a full head of hair, I think I'd look pretty young. Anyway, why is it that women in your age range have those blue bruises on their legs? Because we keep bumping into things that you all leave laying around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> burn! Yeah, I, but I mean, do you guys like just purposely run into like corners of coffee tables? Doug, no, we're not <laughs> idiots. We don't. <laughs> Run into things on purpose. But why do you have all the bruises then? I don't, I mean, I, I don't leave stuff around. In fact, I clean the entire house today, top to bottom. So, except for the bathrooms. I'm not allowed to do the bathrooms because there are standards, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't leave things lying around. It's just not all women, but it's a common, like when I went to the water park and most of the women there were middle age and they all had bruises on their legs. Maybe they don't listen. Ha ha. No, it's because we work really hard and we might bump into something. Okay. Like a corner of a coffee table. <laughs> Maybe. And we start to get a little clumsy as we age. Do yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I – We do, actually. She refuses to take anything up or downstairs, whether it be a basket of laundry or If I have luggage. to carry it with two hands, I am not doing it. If I can carry it with one, one hand, hand and hold on to the contact. rail – Three points of contact, like the way you should do on a ladder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but what about me? <laughs> I. It's me. We're worried about. You've I've, got a big insurance. I, you've got a big life insurance policy. <laughs> not as big as hers. <laughs> I was going to say, I fell down the stairs last year or t- a year and a half ago, remember? So I have a weak ankle now. It wasn't okay. the first time you fell down the stairs. <laughs> you fell down the stairs into the garage. This is this this is you know how it, stairs are to the garage. I was carrying something. That's why because you wouldn't carry it. No, you, you weren't carrying anything at that point. But you know the steps to the garage is it's it's maybe a foot and a half. Are you making fun of me? I did say we get more clumsy. I admitted that. That was like a decade ago. <laughs> Whatever. Welcome. Okay, you all well, have a welcome. Great time. Welcome to Matt and Jen's marriage. You are. <laughs> Call her two. Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> what do you have to say? Okay. Over and out. Jen's over and out. You all, all have right. a great time. Thanks. See ya. Love you, babe. Love ya. Okay. She's muted, so that's all good. Okay. So that's what that was for. You ready to move on? Yes. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. Recorded a song and everything and went nowhere. <laughs> so It was your idea. Wasn't my idea. Uh, you're weak. You go first. Um, I don't know if I should talk about this and how. And you know what? I'll save it for what what's are you going up to. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was curious what had transpired between Iron Man and Captain America: The First Avenger because there's like a three or four year gap, right? So you had uh, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, which was not Eric Banya, Edward Norton. Yes. He, which he never reprised that role, Iron Man 2 and Thor. Right. And then it was Captain America, the first Avenger. Correct. Okay. Uh, last week, we set a new record, hmm? 11 Heymans. Oh, wow. But that included one Hey Boatman. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The Atari um, 2600 was released in September of 1977. So I was correct about that. Okay. 
But the Atari, the first Atari, which came out in 75, mm-hmm. featured Pong. Right. And it so was that's what they were playing. Based. Okay. Yes. Which I think we had as a kid. I remember watching my brother and sister play Pong on a black and white TV. Well, that was color, though. The game they were playing was color. Well, yeah, it was color, but this was on a black and white TV that we had. Like, we had a spare TV in the basement, and it was black and white. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that this didn't come up, that this would be your reaction during a wobbly H. At one point, I was face down. Nope, not there. Nope, not that. Okay. It should. It was labeled wobbly H. I do not have a clip labeled wobbly H. Really? Really. Okay. Well, that's disappointing. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because I I know I sent it to you. I do not think you did. But I had said how there was two weeks in a row where I had a ha ha ha, and if I compared Mm -hmm. them, they would be very similar. And okay. See what you think. <laughs> because I didn't have enough shit to get done in this oh, short. We should also mention, mention this is Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. I did not send you the Wobbly H clip. And I think this is the first Tuesday podcast we've had. And if we keep on going backwards like this, we'll be back, be back at our normal Sunday time slot. <laughs> Where we started? Yes. Um, you cannot buy a dime bag of cocaine. Okay. You can get a teeners, which is 1.5 grams, an eight ball, which is 3.5 grams, and then it all, it goes up from that to half ounce and ounce, but there is no dime bag. So dime bag is exclusively marijuana. A dime bag sack could also be in reference to a $10 bag of cocaine, but seeing as $10 of coke is such a small quantity, it probably does not exist. And when I typed that in, it took me to a message board from like 2009 and I'm reading the comments and it's like, Hey, I'm buying my first bag of cocaine t- tonight. What should I look for? <laughs> People on the internet are dumb. Uh, yes. Uh, we had talked about, well, actually I had brought up how I had start, started watching The Last Jedi and then I rage quit. But the reason I was watching is because I was trying to figure out how Ray got off the dreadnought. Yeah. So there is an official explanation. It is absolutely not explained in the film at all. Okay. Uh, Snoke's escape shuttle, also referred to as Snoke's escape craft, was a shuttle owned by Supreme Leader Snoke. After his death at the high hands of Kylo Ren during the attack on the Resistance fleet, Ray used it to escape from First Order's flagship, the Supremacy, which is none of that is in the film. None no. Of it. No, certainly not. Yeah, that's the, the more I'm thinking about that, the more that movie pisses me off. Again, Ryan Johnson basically just trolled everybody that was talking about the force awakens for the last two years and just wrecked it wrecked the entire fucking trilogy you couldn't go anywhere from there i listened to a podcast about the last jedi in the last week and they were just raving how it was the most star wars film ever and i don't understand how something can be the most something ever by going away from what something is yeah now don't get me wrong it's a beautifully shot film sure He's a great director, but as a storyteller in in the universe of Star Wars, he fucking sucks. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Yeah. Um, the Wisconsin law for boating while having a water skier or inner tuber or something like that, you either have to have a spotter or a wide-angle mirror. 
Okay. Rose Byrne is yes. the woman I was talking about with the last name Byrne, and I did send you a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's um, she's a pretty lady. She's been in a lot of stuff. Let's see, what was she in? She was in the Neighbors ex- films. Yes, the the that they weren't called Neighbors. They were called Fuck. It's with Seth Rogen. Yes, what isn't, they, isn't, isn't they, it Neighbors or Bad, bad Neighbors? Ba- bad Neighbors or the fraternity next door right. or yes. something like that. Um, she was also in the X-Men prequels. Okay. Who does she play? Just like a CIA case officer. Oh, okay. So she wasn't an X-Men. She was just no. a, okay. Right. And she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, it is neighbors. Is it neighbors? Yes, it is. It's because a, that was, that Seth, was a, Seth Rogen and Zach Efron. Yeah. Cause that was a movie with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd as well. Wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, yeah. Oh, how did I pull that one out of my ass? Speaking of ass, <laughs> this is the true cut of your massage story last week. At one point, I was face down and I was looking, or actually I had my eyes closed the entire time, but they have like the little hole where you put your head that has the little headrest. Uh-huh. And this guy is going down and he's doing my back and he, he takes my underwear down so... Half of my ass crack is exposed and okay. and he's getting in there and he, I could feel his cock <laughs> was all the guy. If I wanted it hard, <laughs> Frankenstein did, that together. I did my best. When I was listening to you tell that story, I'm like, oh, please remember how to do this and do it well. And I couldn't, but you get the point. So I, I, I was going to last week, I, because you were a little bit late to the podcast, I sent out a picture of my setup as I was getting ready mm-hmm. and you had talked about how different yours looks. And I was going to send out a thing this week that was going to be like a couple of tin cans with some string. Yes. <laughs> comparison between the two. Uh, Heidi Fleiss was the Hollywood madam. And, oh, Hollywood. Okay. And indeed, Elliot Spitzer was governor of New York. For a very short period of time. Still was governor of New York. Yes, he was. But it was, I mean, he, I think only like a year and three months, and then he had to resign because of that whole scandal. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Amityville horror remake was Ryan Reynolds along with Melissa George. Okay. Uh, New Balance Shoes came out in 1906. Wow. So you could have been rocking those bad boys with the tube socks. Yes, I could have. Uh, the Red Baron. I, I, Sorry, go ahead. I have nothing else. Okay, the Red Baron was actually not shot down. He died April twenty first, nineteen eighteen. He was engaged with a couple of Canadian planes, but he was actually oh. he actually crashed due to concentrated ground fire from Australian troops. Hey, how about that? So I had the Canadian thing kind of right. Yes, uh, the Godfather two real life things, uh, Senate hearings. Uh, the character Mo Green was inspired by Bugsy Siegel. Hyman Roth is based on Meyer Lansky, and there's a couple additional things. All right. Swastikas do exist in Native American culture. They generally mean peace. Uh, Serpent in the Rainbow came out in 1988. Mm. Catherine Hicks was the lady in Child's Play, Star Trek IV, and Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. I had a question for you. Isn't the second movie of a double feature usually the marquee film? Uh, I think so. Why? What did I say? Well, you said that Jaws was the second film. Jaws 2 is the second film. And the way you were saying it, I thought you meant like it was an older film. No, no. Like 
when you went to the drive-in theater, the first movie was more of a family-friendly movie, and then the second – and then they had the, let's all go to the lobby, yep. and you went and got your popcorn and soda and stuff, and then they had the more adult-themed film. Okay, I had said um, Oriental Trading was – was a place that actually the place I was thinking of that sells cheap crap is Oriental Trading. I said Trader yes. Joe's, which is actually a high price grocery store. I, I think I was just a little afraid to say Oriental. Yeah, you can buy all kinds of cheap tchotchke stuff. In fact, there's like a, there's a, didn't I, I send you a link for a stormtrooper helmet that was from Oriental Trading? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it looked so bad. Uh, well, did you see the one I sent back? It was much, much worse. <laughs> oh, was it just like a rubber mask? Oh, and it was cardboard. Oh, okay. Uh, top speed of a great white shark is an RCH under 15 miles an hour. Water right. So there's no way, there's no way it would have gotten that boat. No, water skiing is usually around 30 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, we had, t- you had talked about how you had the inability to find shark porn. Yeah. And I referenced this. Okay, I just got to Chandler's room, and I caught him molesting himself. Oh, that couldn't have been pretty. But you know, guys do that. Yeah? Uh, well, the weird part is, he was getting off to a shark attack show. No. Yes, Chandler watches shark porn. Or does it always have to be sharks? Does what always have to be sharks? Honey, look. Look, we could do something else. Do, do you want me to get into the tub and thrash? <laughs> and the, the the actor who plays Matthew Perry, who plays Chandler, sells that with his just his look of complete confusion when right. she's talk, talking about does what have to be sharks? Yes. I had talked about how when I was looking for the oh no, oh no, oh yeah, there was one where the the gay guy who oh no. Mm-hmm. He, he's involved in that. And if you actually listen to this clip. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The effeminate. Oh, no. Was mm-hmm. actually the Kool-Aid man. And then the masculine. Oh, yeah. Was actually the gay guy. Oh, all right. And getting towards the end of this. Uh, sometimes you just shut me down on the podcast and, and you, you, you completely dismiss what I say. No, you're wrong. Sit there in your wrongness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. You treat me like I'm an idiot. Like the thing with the airstrip owner, for example. Okay. And then last week, it was about where Hooper was. Do you remember that? Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, because uh, Brody was trying to call Hooper, and then they had the call from the ship Aurora, and I oh, said it was in I, the Antarctic. And I said it was the Arctic? Yes. And he's in the Antarctic, and he won't be in radio range. Arctic. He's in the Arctic. He's not in the Antarctic. He's in the Arctic on the research vessel Aurora. Sort of. Um, Matt Hooper. My point. He's on the research vessel Aurora presently in the Antarctic Ocean, and he won't be in radio range till next spring. Hmm. See, that she was talking about, like, the miniature Arctic Ocean, <laughs> like the ant-sized Arctic Ocean. Okay. So that is... It was uh, fucked up. It was in my notes as Arctic, and I'm like, no, it's I, why would I write Arctic? It was if it was Antarctic. All right. So there's, I did not have anything I forgot to go back to last week, believe it or not. And All right. You have waffle, waffle, 
shortened it up. <laughs> I, I love the passion with that second waffle. Yes, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But you got to think that the kids that he's hanging out with are rich kids whose parents just are probably there for the summer. Yeah, well, I mean, one of them is the mayor's kid. Yeah. And the mayor, you'd figure, has to be there year-round. I Yeah, and Peterson also, probably. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Took you a while to get there, but you got there uh-huh. eventually. Who did better? Was it Doug or Matt? Not a very diverse selection this week. No, I don't. I don't really feel like I had a lot last week. Well, once again, you would be wrong. <laughs> but uh, some of them were hard to find. One of them was very hard to find. But okay, uh, first one is you. Put that. You can take your wrongs in a sack and you can stuff your stories in a sack, Mister. Yeah, couldn't get there. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. As soon as I realized I was fucking it up, I just, I, I'll just shut up. <laughs> the next one is also you. It's also a Costanza. No. Move, Jerry. <laughs> I think it moved. It's a Mandela effect, maybe. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, next one is also you. Dun 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 dun. Spot on. That that one's. That one, to be fair, is pretty hard to fuck up. But yeah. uh, the next one is you, and it's there. You might not be able to catch it, but it is there. Ah! <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the next one is you, and this is one that was very, very hard to find. Hey, Boatman. Hey, Boatman. So... That's that's from Ramble. Yes. How is that hard to find? Because he, you can't Google "Hey Boatman" and that clip comes up. Oh, I had right. to watch all the scenes on the boat. Which that's not a bad movie. No, it's not. It's ridiculously violent. Oh yes, but well, well, so is the second one and the third one. Right. So the the next one is also you. I was in Jaws, damn it. <laughs> Look, I don't need this. I was in Jaws, okay? <laughs> it's pretty good. You fucked up the words, but it's still pretty I good. I did. I did. But I haven't heard from you yet. <laughs> Next one is me. And it's actually two of them together. I'm going to George Glass. George Glass. George Glass. George Glass. <laughs> so that, that's enough for me. It's a... Uh, Time to go back to you. And this is one I think you were kind of proud of when you did it, but you still fuck it up. Black eye like a doll's eyes. Black eye like a doll's eyes. You know what? You might actually have that right. How did I fuck that up, man? That That might actually be right. because I Do it again. Do it again. Black eye like a doll's eyes. Black eye like a doll's eyes. Yeah, man. Well... It, Fuck you. It, it, I always thought it was black eyes like a doll's eyes. It's actually black eye like a doll's eye. Yeah. And you did it once singular and plural. So you still okay. fucked up. You just well, fucked up the the other end. I thought it, so, it still sounded good. If you say so. Okay. Uh, the next one is you. Because she fucked the sheriff. Yeah, I, I figured that's where you're But going. she did not fuck the deputy. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> and I did. 
I didn't know if I should go with uh, Marley or Clapton there. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, 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 both, it sucked. And they <laughs> both suck. Next one is you. Buried alive, what? dummy. Buried alive. Buried alive. Do, doing Khan or the Emperor is almost a cheat. It, it, and it, but it felt like that was a, it, it just came to me like that I should say buried alive at this part. I don't okay. know why. It just felt like it fit. So the next one is you. Pit, pitiful little band. Yeah, pitiful little band. Once again, Emperor kind of cheating. <laughs> so let's see that it's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you, I think, have nine or ten, and I have one oh, so far. All right. Uh, the next one is actually both of us. That's not going to be good for anybody. Wait. Why'd that stop? Good yeah, morning. Sorry. That's not going to be good for anybody. Uh, it's because I didn't record it right. Never mind. So oh, it wasn't that good right. anyway. The next one is actually me. Good yes. morning. Good morning. It's pretty good. And the last one is me. Smile, you son of a bitch. Smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, on volume alone. And you there has been done. You didn't record. You didn't do the where I go sh 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 shark. No, I didn't. I did not get that one. Sorry. Oh, maybe, maybe next week. I'll do you doing you doing it. Okay. But still. And there has been Doug. You just got beat by Doug. I'll take it. Moving on. Hey man, what's new now? <laughs> what's fucking new now? All right. All right. So I, I forgot to mention that when we went to the water park in Gurney, we then the next day went to the Gurney Mall. Okay. Yeah, the outlet mall. At, yes. It's not an outlet mall. It used it's a to mall. be. I mean, I guess there's probably some outlet stores there, but it's there's a lot of like big anchor stores there, like Kohl's and um, Marshalls and uh, Macy's. And they had not one, not two, not three, but four nerd stores chock full of Star Wars stuff Ooh. and other and other assortments. I mean, there was this one store that there was a ton of cool stuff. A couple of the stores were like, okay, this is just there's just shit everywhere, but there's this one store that it was just beautiful and it had a little bit of everything and Lots of cool statues and stuff. It was, it was badass. And I'll, I'll get to what I bought there. So, um, we had a big snowfall, like 10, 10 inches on Saturday night. And we have three pretty standard snow shovels. And my wife goes, why don't we have one of those big long ones that's like three feet long that you can just push a ton of snow with? And I'm like, I'm not going to spend $50 on a snow shovel. And she goes, yeah, well, you just spent $130 on a Darth Vader helmet. Is that what you bought there? That's what I bought. And as soon as I took it out of the box and put it on my shelf, instant regret. Because up on the shelf above my TV, I've got a Stormtrooper helmet, Boba Fett helmet, and then a Red 5 Luke Skywalker helmet. And the Darth Vader helmet, it towers over all of them. Okay. So it's just there's not symmetry. It just it just doesn't look right. Which which so, one was it? Was it the uh Rogue One? Was it the Kenobi? Do you know which which version it was? It's the Kenobi one. So it was the box like was the the lettering on it or the kind of the accents were they blue or were they red? 
accents. It, you if you like look at the like box the, down at the bottom, there's like oh yeah stripes. It's, it's, yeah, it was like blue. Okay. So yeah. funnily enough, haha. Um, Jen was up in my office workspace area, and there's a Vader helmet sitting in a box, <laughs> sitting there. And she said, "When did you get that?" And I don't know. I, <laughs> but do we need that? Do, did we need new lights for the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. And again, then I, I had to bring up the, see, I don't feel really bad about buying that because you drink a vitamin water every single day. And that's something that I go out of my way to try and find for you. So I don't feel bad. And I've been looking at this helmet for quite some time. And I, it, you know, it was going to be one of those things where I ordered it off of the, off the internet. Mm -hmm. But when you see it in person and you see it in the store, it's like, okay, now I've got the perfect excuse. I, I don't buy myself anything when I go shopping, so I'm going to buy this. So now I had to carry, you know, this helmet around. And, of course, you know, they've got all kinds of people in, in kiosks and stuff trying to sell you stuff. Sure. And I usually I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not interested whatsoever. And this um, lady was like, hey, Star Wars dad. <laughs> Can I can I interest you? I'm like, no, thank you. And she's like, all right, nerd. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And my oldest was like, was like, did she just call you a nerd? I'm like, where did I buy a Javon or my son? Yes. Yep, I am. And then uh, last night was the big board meeting that we had at our school because the whole hubbubaloo about what's going on. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago is that the, the five-person board – voted to non-renew our principal at the elementary school by a, a vote of three to two, even against the recommendation <clears throat> of our superintendent who's got a PhD in uh, education and is in the building every single day. But it's, there's some vendetta shit going on. It's, it's, it's just, it's kind of a messy thing. I mean, <laughs> the news was there, there were reporters there. Um, and as a business owner and cub master, I just kind of sat on my hands. I didn't applaud. The only time I applauded was when they talked about, you know, the great work of our teachers. Okay, I'll, I'll applaud to that. But my opinion of the situation is I have no opinion. But then I'm, you know, people are starting to get up there and talk because there's an open forum and my heart is just starting to race because I'm starting to think, man, if I got up there and I talked, I would say this and I would say that. And you know, of course, I'm thinking, why? What would my walk-up music be if I to, to get up to the podium? And then would I introduce myself with? Because everybody, you know, gives a little little bio of themselves. Hello, my name is Nathan Smith, and you know, I have a son in the intermediate school and a daughter in in the primary school, and we've lived in this community for five years. I'm like, you know, I think my intro would be, "Hello, I'm Doug Bertrand, and um, I'm a podcaster, small business owner, cub master, and a Star Wars expert." <laughs> And then but I was old, old bag would say, "Hey, nerd, hey, nerd." But I was really, really considering it. And one of my friends, she was sitting down in the front row, and I was sitting all the way at the top because with the bleachers, you get the top row so you can lean up against the wall, so you're not hunched over like right. an old man. Sure. And she got up and she said exactly what I wanted to say. I'm like, okay, taken care of. Um, but while we were there. Uh, friend of show Dan, he was there first for the first hour. And then I had to skedaddle and go to a boy scout meeting for about 20 minutes to discuss something with the older scouts. And then I came back and Dan had left and his wife was there. 
and there's this was kind of an intermission and she tapped me on the shoulder because I, you know, I sat now sat down in the front row and she was right behind me and she tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, hey, I'm like, hi. And she's like, Dan's about halfway through the Rocketeer. She goes, should I be listening? I'm like, no, no, you should not. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's, it's I, long, but it's good. But yes, offensive. But well, it's, she's running for school board. Yeah. Oh. And she's, yeah, I don't, I don't want Dan's wife listening to the podcast because she would definitely have a different view of me. But th- then I texted him about that this morning and he goes, yeah, I just listened to, the, I, sh- I, I share her with her what things that I think are funny. I'm like, okay. So she's only listened to like 20 seconds of it. <laughs> yeah. It's what your, when your passion project is what makes people lose respect for you. <laughs> right. Should that tell you something? Yeah. And then, uh, the last thing is, um, with our, with our scouting weekend, what I do is, and you and I had a little discussion back and forth with this is where we go to these cabins, there's no Wi-Fi. So I have to download movies on my iPad. And then I have a lightning cable to HDMI adapter that goes to a projector. And then we put up a screen and we, we view a movie for the Cub Scouts and for some reason, it was not working. I just couldn't – in both of my – I've got the little Pico projector, also the little box one. Yeah. And I just could not get it hooked up. So I'm doing – you know, f- the first thing I did is I, I ordered – instead of the, the $45 adapter through Apple, um, I I ordered the $18 knockoff one. Sure. And, and I plugged that in and, and that didn't work. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm not getting any kind of signal. So then I Googled it. And of course, with the last update, they did something with AirPlay where you had to turn it off. And, and of course it worked. But before I had done that, I had ordered the $45 adapter. Do you order and from Amazon? I ordered th- from Amazon. Well, you can return and, it then. So yeah, of course I can. Uh, I'm bringing it up as a backup just in case. Cause when those things go, they just go. Mm-hmm. And I've had one die on me before. Um, so yesterday my, my missus was going to get the kids and she went out into the garage and came back in and, and tossed a, a box about half the size of a shoe box in the house. She's like, Amazon order. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's, so I open it up thinking that it's the adapter and it's, it's a box and it's, I don't have my glasses on. And, and when I've lifted the box, I'm like, well, this seems kind of heavy for this adapter. What the fuck is this? And I didn't have my glasses on. And when I, when I looked at it, uh, it was just kind of surrounded by some bubble wrap. And my son, my oldest son is all of a sudden into like skincare and lotion and, and, and cologne and stuff. And what this thing looked like was something that you would put like lotion on and then and yeah, like rub it on your, sure. rub, yes. And that's what I thought it was. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So then I'm like, who ordered this thing? So then I went to my Amazon orders to see if like maybe, you know, my missus had ordered it because we all we all ordered everything through the same account, and I didn't see anything. So then I put my glasses on, and it was a clitoris stimulator. <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> and, and and I texted you, and I said, "Did you order me a clitoris sti- stimula- stimulator?" And I then I I took that out of the box, and there's some little pieces of paper in there, and it, and it said, "Happy happy fiftieth birthday." Um. Hopefully this will help with your old dick. Don't open this until your birthday. Well, it's not my fault that I opened it. The piece of paper was under that thing, and this thing was not wrapped up. Well, it's supposed and to be on the outside of the message. It was, was supposed not. to be outside of the box. But. It was not. It was not. So, and my immediate response, thirty seconds after the first text, was, "Jesus Christ, you did." <laughs> 
So I took it and I put it in a drawer and it has not been presented to anybody else in the house yet because I can only imagine. I like the idea and I appreciate it, but I can only imagine what she's going to say when I say that my podcast partner ordered a a, a clitoris stimulator through Amazon and sent it to me. She's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? (laughs) I'm the Matt Lauer of podcasting. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I can I can explain a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. So, and just, and I, so just for for the record, this is the first that we're discussing this. Yes, that is true. This, this was none of this was prearranged. This would have been a great actually thing for Jen to be here for as well, but she just left. But we were in bed. Jen and I were in bed, and she actually asked, "Are you doing anything for Doug's fiftieth birthday?" And I said, "Well, I I have a couple ideas," and I presented her with my first idea. Which was I was going to get you a cameo from somebody from Trashy Lady. No, oh, that would have been awesome. And we we looked at it and we looked at some of the ones that she did, and they were kind of lackluster. They weren't terrible, but they they weren't great. And it wasn't expensive; it was only like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And so was this Gingerlin or Amberlin? Uh, Gingerlin. Okay. And she's she's only fifty six. Really? I, yeah. I was shocked. She's only 56. Wow. So she was really young during trash. Probably like 18 or 19. Yeah. She had to be, you know, barely checking that box as far as being legal. Yeah. And Jen and I are talking about it and she said, no, no, no. Get him something else. Get him a vibrator. <laughs> okay. Do you have any suggestions? So <laughs> she said, well, this one is good. Did she open up the, the vault? <laughs> Let me go to the archives rows, and see what we have Just rows and rows of them, like a gun rack. Well, it, it's it's like the Matrix when it's like, oh, we're going to yeah. need some guns. We're going <laughs> to need lots of guns. <laughs> just rows and rows of vibrators and dildos <laughs> yes. and strap-ons coming by. Uh-huh. And, you know, it it's it's effective. And <laughs> it So right. it is from both of us. It's not just okay. from me. It's still going to be an, a tough conversation to have because she's going to feel embarrassed and – I mean, I'm going to have to have the conversation with her. It's not going back, but it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting conversation. Well, that, that's, why I did, that's why I didn't go with the, the $200 one. I didn't go for the gem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, the one that you have to do – you know, you have to go through wire traps and, you know, laser – protection to get to i i didn't go with that one right i went with something a little bit more reasonable uh, so that's it for you that is it for me yeah now you live in a subdivision and i do you live in merton i believe mm-hmm. probably pretty safe town yeah i would suspect it's pretty safe i live in hilliard even though we've had quite a few things on the news lately which would make you think that hilliard is not a safe town we had like a dead body found and we've had a couple different uh, scandals with teachers and students recently. But even though we live in a safe, finger quotes, area, still a big believer in doors are locked unless there's somebody there. If Jen is working in her office, which is right next to the front door, a lot of times we'll leave that door open so the dog can sit in the sun you know, through the screen door, which has glass in the winter, blah, 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 blah. But unless somebody is right there, we always have that door locked and the door automatically locks. 
And as I've been mentioning, my son has been having kids over for all the football playoff games. Mm -hmm. And this last one where the, um, the Bengals lost, he had, I don't know, a dozen people over, give or take. And they're all downstairs. They're doing stuff down in the basement. They're watching the game in the basement. They're playing pool in the basement. And his whole thing is he goes upstairs, he opens the door wide, and then just leaves it there. So he doesn't have to come from downstairs, upstairs to let people in. Okay. It's like, no. No. Lock the door. Nobody's going to come in. You don't know that. Yeah. Some heroin junkie could be roaming the streets. And at, at the same time that all this was happening, I could not go downstairs to actually talk to him about this because I had this really stupid goatee at the time. Is that the one that on our uh, profile picture? Yes. For season nine? Yeah. Looked like a little pitchfork. Yeah. Goatee. What did I say you, what did I, who did I say you looked like? Uh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper as a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, I, over the weekend, I did hang um, two of the three lights in our kitchen that I have to hang. And I've been hearing about not just how much our bathroom or bathrooms, I should say, are going to cost as far as being remodeled, but also got what our, the amount of tax that we owe is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. And I know you have it worse because you are a a small business owner. So you're responsible for payroll taxes as well. So I, I'm not, you're not going to have a lot of sympathy for me, but still that's a big fucking pill to swallow. Right. I owe, so I pay quarterly payments and, and you know, one, one to the IRS and one to the state and the state is always obviously way smaller than the, the United States treasury. Right. But writing those checks every quarter, We've had this conversation. It's like Steve Martin and the jerk writing out the check for $2.41 or whatever it is. And, but then at the end of the year, you know, I always, I, I always increase my revenue by about 10 to 14% every single year, which means now on April 15th, not only do I need to write another big check to make up for my increase in revenue, Mm-hmm. But I got to write that first quarterly check also. That's a bitch, man. That is a fucking bitch writing those. Because you just you just see your account go, like, shrink. You don't have city income tax there? Well, it's property taxes. No, well, we have property tax and city income tax. No, we don't have city income tax. Flat 2%. Sucks, boss. Really? Really? And you know wow. what the worst part of it is? Uh, mm. The first two and a half years I lived here... I did not know that. Oh. So I did not pay them. Oh. (laughs) And then I got, uh, hey man. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, what's a little bit? That was, that sucked. Hey, hey, we're we're here for, where's my money, man? Where's my money? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I pay, I owe both sides of of FICA. Mr. FICA is a real motherfucker in this house. He takes lots. Yeah. But the very last thing is, it is a good thing that you are, good at your job and that you are providing an income to your family. Because if you weren't and you fell on hard times and you felt that you were going to try to cut some corners and maybe, I don't know, bet in order to, you know, supplement your income, you'd be fucked. Nailed it. I nailed it, didn't I? 
Here's my prediction. It's going to be Cincy against San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and Cincy is going to win by three. Okay, you he- heard it here first, folks. Yes. yes. I, That's not how so, I'm betting, but okay. Yes. Yeah, I think you doctored that clip because I did not say that. I totally said <laughs> it was going to be the Eagles in Kansas City, and Kansas City's going to win by three. The the game, the the late game on Sunday was the the Chiefs and the Bengals. And it, the game was at 6.30, and my hockey game was at 9.40. And we are, almost everybody that's playing in that game is out in the lobby of the ice hockey rink watching the game on the TVs they have there as the game before us is finishing up. And then the the game before us is is done, so people start to go in, but they have to Zamboni the ice before we can actually get on. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm waiting for that last minute, for that last minute to watch as much of the game as I possibly can before I have to go in. So they got done zamboning the ice, and then I went and I got on the ice. And the last thing I saw was the intentional grounding pass. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we go and we have our three minutes for warm up, and then the game's about to start. And as the game is about to start, so they blow the the buzzer as our warm up period is done. One of the refs comes on the rink, and I go, I skate over to him. I said, "Okay, what's the score?" He said, it's still 2020. Uh, the Bengals have the ball at their 35. It's third down. And I said, how did that happen? I, the last thing I saw was the intentional grounding pass. And he said, yeah, they picked that up. And then after the first period, found out, yeah, sure enough, that the Kansas City won with, mm-hmm. with because apparently there's a really stupid penalty that somebody committed. Oh, that was legit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But a dumb, a dumb penalty, man. But that was good because I bet on them. So that, that oh. worked out for me. Okay. Ready to move on? I am. Matt and Doug are at it again Guess that sound and you are awesome What movie will it be from? I really want to know Alright, I've got three clips I've got the actual sound clip I've got my non-movie hint Which I like doing And then I've got The easy hint And I would probably have gotten it on the non-movie hint did you get my text yeah i hope i have these right so okay okay so here's the first one okay it's sci-fi uh sounds like it's one of Doug's favorite movies because there's a sword fight. Uh, I'm guessing that's what that is. But it's not It's not a Star Wars-y thing, but it's all sparks and blocks. Uh, okay, so move. play the second one. Yes. <clears throat> I am Locutus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Your life, as it has been, is over. From this time forward, you will service us. Okay, so that obviously it's Life Force, then. Life Force? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a Dune. It's got to be Dune. Okay. <laughs> did you get that from the first clip or from the this one? I did not get it from the first one. Okay. But I, I know that. Patrick Stewart... The only sci-fi films, because he, he plays 
I think a government agent in Life Force. Oh, have I've you never ever seen, seen Life, Life Force? Force? I have not seen Life Force. I've never seen it either. Hmm. Huh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it's about space vampires. Uh, yes, and there's a lot of nudity I hear. I, I I saw the first half an hour of it. I don't know if that counts or not. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, play the full reveal. Music. I'm packing this for the crossing. Shield practice. Shield practice. Gurney, we had practice this morning. I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood. Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fighting. I'm sorry, Gurney. Love not sorry enough. That wasn't Sting he was talking to. No, that was... Um, oh. It's the guy that was in Twin Peaks, right? I was going to say Twin Peaks. Zach. No, it's not Zach. Galifianakis. Yes. <laughs> he was three at the time. <laughs> um, oh, God. What was that guy's name? Anyway, it'll come to me. Okay. So Robert, Robert Loggia. Yeah. <laughs> no, what was the other one? Um, oh, uh, oh God. It wasn't Loggia. It was, oh, not, and not the guy, the smoking guy <laughs> that we couldn't come up with either. William Holden. William Holden. No, there was. Oh, and of- I should say, I should say, um, I fucked up again. When we were talking about the bridges of Toko Ri, I said it was Ernest Borgnine. It's not Ernest Borgnine. It's Mickey Rooney, who's the helicopter pilot that is like the rescue chopper pilot. Okay. Yes. But who was the other guy that we're, it wasn't, it, Frank Langella was the other one that oh. we, we couldn't come up with, with his, for when we were talking about the Americans. Okay. All right. Uh, it's not Brad Dorff. It's not Linda Hunt. It's not Richard Jordan. I'm, I'm looking at the cast of Dune here. Patrick Stewart, Sting. I don't know. Fuck it. You, you can he come up be, with he it. Should, he should have top billing in Dune. That dude, he's the main character. He's Paul oh, Rackus. Yeah. Oh, God, he looks totally different. Kyle MacLachlan. There you go. I didn't even recognize him because he's got all gray hair in this picture, ah. and I'm used to him not having gray hair. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Did you watch the other, did you watch the new Dune? The Jean-Jean guy one? No, I did not. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. And the new yeah. one's coming out, I think, next year. Hopefully. And I'm going to have to watch it again. I, there's, I mean, this was part one. I think the one that's coming out, it's got to be. Unless they continue with like the next book or something. Well, there's been a gajillion books. And I think there are a lot of them were written by his son. Because it's Frank Herbert or Hebert. Something like that. I don't know. All right. All right. Movie. Yeah, I'm not very proud of this. Uh, and I, I, and I should say, I watched this movie like two weeks ago. So I'm going to be, there's a good possibility I may be looking at my notes and going, I don't know what that means. Cause usually when you watch a movie and you go, okay, I can make this reference or I can shorthand this cause I'm going to be doing the podcast in two or three days and it all works. So I'm a little nervous. So you, you might have to back me up a little bit okay. this week. <laughs> okay. Well, here you go. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very proud of this bed. Steel Mill Town 
Pennsylvania Playing football to get the fuck out of there Too small for the pros, gonna be an engineer You know it's true It's Tom Cruise All the right That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are doing All the Right Moves, released October 21st, 1983, on a budget of $5.6 million, grossing $17.2 million. Had a Rotten Tomato critic score of 36%, I'm sorry, 63%, and a Rotten Tomato audience score of only 39%. That's a huge drop. Right. Directed by Michael Chapman, best known for The Pointer Sisters, Dare Me music video, and Clan of the Cave Bear. This guy only did like three movies. The rest of it was music videos. Starring Tom Cruise, best known for being a poster child for Scientology. Leah Thompson, best known for poking somebody's eye out with her nipples. Craig T. Nelson, best known for being incredible. And Chris Penn, best known for loving the booger sugar a little bit too much. Is that what he died from? I Well, yeah, drugs. Okay. He died of, he died of drugs. So I would have to assume probably... Cocaine or, I don't know, maybe heroin. I don't know. But actually, he's he's best, to me, he's best known for, I've never seen Footloose, so he can't be best known for me for Footloose, but um, Reservoir Dogs. Quit pointing that gun to my oh. dad! Damn it. Stole my thunder, Matt! <laughs> wearing a fucking tracksuit. Yeah. Is it velvet? I don't think so. I think that's just a regular windbreaker type tracksuit. All right. All right. So you've seen this movie before. Yes, I have. Okay. I've seen bits and pieces, very few bits and pieces, and I didn't remember any of them. So this was my first full viewing of this film. It's shorter than I remembered it being. It's pretty short. Yeah. So movie starts. Uh, we got some 20 – it's 20th Century Fox film. No fanfare, which I wasn't expecting. And we got the backdrop of a factory. And of course, this movie takes place in Pennsylvania, so it's a steel mill. And you see, and you hear a quitting whistle, and you see dudes coming out with their hard hats on, and they've got steel, you know, Pittsburgh Steeler stickers on them. Sure, yeah. And did you um, catch what song is playing here? Uh, All the right moves. Yeah. <laughs> this was a horrible soundtrack. Like this was one of those movies where they thought, man, this soundtrack is going to make us a gazillion bucks. The the thing that I can equate it to that we did is uh, it's another not steel mill but welding, not footloose. It's the other one with uh, Jennifer Beale. Oh, break dancing? No, no. Um, uh, <laughs> she does break dance in that film. Flash, flash dance. dance. There you go. There were some good songs in that in that soundtrack, though. Yeah, I mean there were there were songs that made it into the top forty. I didn't recognize a single one of these songs. Well, the only credit I can give is they did not repeat the songs, which yes. is something that happens sometimes in some of these films. And here, here's my thing that I won't come back to is there's a film that was notorious for replaying the, the same six songs like three times each that this film reminds me a lot of. What's that? Uh, Last American Version. Did they play the last? The, the, what? All of the songs, there's a bunch of like 
hits in that film, but they play them several times over the huh. course of that film. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because so, we did that. We did that movie a long time ago, man. Oh, no, that's a film that I still – actually, at work, I was talking to – somebody was asking me if I had any recommendations for random movies they never would have seen before, and I gave him that one. And I said, it is – a depressing film, but it's awesome. And he said, isn't that based on a, like an Israeli trilogy? <laughs> like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> anyway, they're working at American Pipe and Mac got a boner and Steel. And it's two guys, they get in their car. And the, the one dude is the guy who plays the detective. It, he plays James Kahn's role in the Alien Nation television show. Yes. The older brother. And he, he looks like he is not a guy, but he looks like one of the guys from The Right Stuff. Oh, um, Alan, the guy who plays Alan Shepard. Why can't I think I of I want to say name Scott now? Glenn. Scott Glenn. Oh, yeah, Scott Glenn. I was thinking of John Glenn. I'm like, he doesn't look like John Glenn. What's no, I think the actor's name is Scott Glenn. <laughs> You're right. It is Scott Glenn, who he was in Training Day. Have you ever seen Training Day with Denzel? Yes. And Ethan Hawke? Oh, man, that is... I saw that in the theater and it was one of those little tiny theaters that only had like 30 seats and I was by myself. Did you smoke some I, crack during it? <laughs> with my big tub of popcorn. Yeah. And I had cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn hoping for a stranger jerk. <laughs> but they, they, but I was sweating in that movie. That movie made me sweat and made me my butt pucker. Yeah. That, that's an uncomfortable film. But Denzel Washington does a great job in that film. He does. He does. And so does Ethan Hawke. Yep. But th- so, there's a couple. And so, does, and so does the guy who says, "Yeah, man, have you ever had your shit pushed in?" Okay. Are you, are you writing that one down? Well, I, I catch these on on the second listen through. Okay. But the, there's a couple cars that we see. First of all, they the car they get into, I think, is a Camaro. I have no idea. I don't know. But there's also a shit house mouse car that's there. They did, I do remember seeing that. Yes, and a Chevette. We we go to. Uh, the main character's house, and don't know his name yet, but it's nope. Tom Cruise, and he's working on some drafting stuff. Well, first of all, he's asleep, and and his alarm wakes him, and he opens up the blinds, and he looks out, and it's it is a factory town. But from his view of his bedroom window, it's all factories, and this is very reminiscent. You brought up the Deer Hunter last week, and there's a couple of times where the background scenery and the weird way that there's bridges and like literally the high school is right next to a bridge overpass yeah that was odd but that that is this kind of the same thing with the deer hunter because that takes place in a steel mill town in pennsylvania but what does he have on the bedpost oh god i I, I have that he's doing push-ups and there's a picture of him and leah thompson so he's got some anal beads on the bedpost. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Rosary beads. I'm sorry. My mistake. Rosary beads. But yet he looks so young. Tom Cruise looks so young, and he's got he's got acne throughout this whole. Film. I was gonna say that that that's one of the things that I appreciated about this movie is everybody looks real. Like when there's a shot, well, we'll get to that. But everybody looks real. Like they're not all dolled up with makeup to look perfect. But he but, has a necklace with a crucifix. And do you know how old he was when this film was being made or when it came out? No. 21. Okay. So he had not turned to Scientology yet. I don't think so. But there's a couple things. We already saw the the Steeler logo on the side of some of the workers' helmets. But there's mm-hmm. a Penn State towel that's on the the walls or on one of the walls. 
Okay. And the the picture you mentioned of, I, I'm assuming that's prom with him and Leah Thompson's character. Mm-hmm. And so now we go downstairs. Hold on, sir. Sorry, yes. go on. He's eating cereal. What was your routine in the morning when you got up for school? Did you eat breakfast? I had waffles. Every day? Yep. Microwave waffles like, every morning. Ego? Oh, no, we couldn't afford that. They were like, um, like Ago waffles. <laughs> or food club? <laughs> yeah. Were <laughs> they just the white box with the black lettering? Looked like it's from the Dharma Initiative. Yes. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every single day from the time that I was in first grade all through high school, I had a bowl of cereal and I sat at the breakfast bar. It was the first thing I did when I woke up, took a piss and sat at the breakfast bar and had a bowl of cereal. And how I wasn't starving by like 10 o'clock every day. Well, high school, you have lunch at 1030, <laughs> 11 o'clock. <laughs> That's true. But like now my kids, you know, my missus makes them a full breakfast. And one of the things that is imperative is that they have protein, lots of protein. You have to eat that. That's your protein. That will keep you from being hungry. And then they also pack snacks. Well, didn't you go to the the school store every day? Mm, No. And that was in high school. I mean, my son is in seventh grade. My youngest is in fourth grade. There's no school store that they they literally pack snacks every single day and then have snack time. So, and water bottle, they bring, my youngest brings two water bottles. And I mean, we were lucky if we got a couple of sips at the bubbler. Yeah, but um, there's another cross on the wall when he's eating breakfast. But did you see who the director of photography, who the DP was? No. Jan de Bont. Who did Twister, Speed, Speed, Speed okay. 2. All right. And I mean, it is, it's a well shot film, but mm-hmm. Jan de Bont was a well known DP. He worked with a lot of people before he became a director. Okay. And All right. this actually, this town, as they show some of the town, it actually looks a lot like a lot of the towns in PA if you've ever driven through there. No, I haven't. The only time that I've driven through Pennsylvania is when it was dark, when you and I were going to visit your brother in New York. Yeah. And I remember you got pulled over in the middle of the night because your <laughs> speedometer didn't work. And I was like covered up in a blanket lining in the back seat. And the cop, I remember the cop was talking to you and I pulled the blanket down. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? And all of a sudden the flashlight just went right to my face and his hand went to his holster. <laughs> Well, he wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, he was not expecting some dude with a fucking shotgun in the back seat. <laughs> if I had gone, chuk, chuk, I would have been dead. Yeah, that, w- that wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> no. No. Um, the car we saw pulls up and Tom Cruise is leaving and he just basically says, bye, Pop. So they're, they're third shifters coming home and he's off on his way to school. And... uh He's walking down the street and some car pulls up. And is is this the principal? Is this the big fat guy? Okay. Yeah. I I think so. <laughs> That's how There's I have big... him labeled is yes. the principal. And at first, at, at this point right here, I didn't think know he was he the principal. But no. given a couple things that come up later, I think, oh, this is the principal. And then some stuff that happens after that, that can't be the principal. <laughs> so right. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I think he's the principal. It's never really clearly stated. No. But uh, and he's and he says to Tom Cruise, "Are we going to beat some ass?" And Tom Cruise is like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, get in." So the principal then picks him up and drives him to school. And there, there's a bunch of people in the car, like the principal's kids. Mm-hmm. And towns like this depress the hell out of me. 
because this is very reminiscent reminiscent of the the town that Jen grew up in because it was a a steel town, Ironton. Yeah, and you know that shit goes away, and the town kind of dies. But it is that's the life, and there's this is a question. There's an underpass right next to the school, right? I I guess. Yes. Yeah. And he's walking through the high school hallway, and then we see this guy who's in the in the credits in the IMDb credits. He just has he just he just goes by one name, Leon. And we've seen this guy in a bunch of stuff. He wasn't in the White Shadow, was he? That would be kind of ironic if he was. I don't know if ironic would be the right word, but given no. the fact that he's Shadow in this film. <laughs> yes, but he was in – it was either the movie with Tom Berenger, the substitute, or with Jim Belushi, the principal, where he was like the main bad guy. I have no idea. Not a clue. Have you seen either one of those movies? Uh, no. I have seen some of the White Shadow, though. Okay. Not in a hot minute, but. Okay. But, yeah, Tom Cruise comes up to Leon at, hanging out with his girlfriend. This is Stinger. What's Shadow, happening? How about it? You take your care of Charlotte here? You know it. She's my freak of the week. Shadow, damn you. Young people die and they donate stuff like the eyeballs. Well, I'm going to donate my dick to Charlotte. <laughs> And then we we see the first sighting of Leah Thompson, and she says something about her nervous breakdown is coming, and she's talking about Tom Cruise's character. Oh, okay. Well, she's talking to some girls, and one of those girls was crying. Yes, and then she says, yeah, my my nervous breakdown is coming. And she goes up, she greets Tom, and he asks her why the girl was crying, and she explains that her boyfriend is breaking up with her, and this is – now we find out this is Steph – and Lisa. Right. And why is the guy breaking up with his girlfriend? Um, he's just, He just goes, he knows why. Most guys aren't as understanding as I am. And she goes, yeah, I, I know. I know you are. She's fawning over him. And th- th- so she asks if he, he swam to school. But at, at this point, I'm wondering how long have these two been together? Well, they haven't been having sex. That's that that comes up later. Right. So, but they've been they, get, they they went to prom, which was would have been in the spring of the previous year. Right. Because this is obviously football season. This is the fall. Right. The previous school year, not the previous year. Yes. So yes. It, at at least we're talking at least six months. Yeah. So it's, and in it's high school, in high school, I could see going out with a girl for six months and not having sex. I mean, sure, I did. Yeah. But, so, but now Chris Penn comes walking up. And apparently and, Steph is did Brian's homework. Chris Penn's character's name is Brian. Yes. And then Brian has a girlfriend. What is his girlfriend's name? Uh, I don't know. Tracy. Tracy. And the, the guy that we're not sure if was principal or not. <laughs> Big fat guy with a mustache comes walking up to three black guys. And he's like, hey, brothers. And they're like, what the fuck? What's wrong with this guy? And then what what class is Steph in? Typing class. And there's a dude that's sitting behind next in the back next to him, and he's just typing with one finger. And Steph throws a paper wad at this chick, and she looks back, 
And I think he's trying to hook up this chick with his buddy Vuk. Oh, is that what his name? It's his name. I have his name later on. It's Vuk. Yeah. Or uh, Vooch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he's trying to get this dude to do something. And Tom Cruise moves seats. And what what's he trying to get this guy to do? He's pushing the, the top of the desk up with his dick. <laughs> with his erection. Yes. Like as his erection is growing, it's so big and so powerful that it's moving the top of the desk. And uh, the the coach, uh, Craig T. Nelson, starts walking back. And Steph, well, we is, don't know, we don't know he's the coach yet. We don't know but, he's the coach. You're right, but yes, Steph is trying to get Vuk's attention, but Vuk is concentrating on his erection. Yes. <laughs> so what does Steph do? Uh, he slams his hand down on the desk, and this this guy, other guy, howls. And the teacher, Craig T. Nelson, asks if he has something to share, and the other guy who had the erection that was moving the desk, asks if he can leave the room. Yes. <laughs> the coach turns, sees Steph laughing, and he just kind of looks at him, but he doesn't do anything. Like he, It's just kind of like, I'm disgusted with you, but you're one of my star football players. I can't call you out here in class. Yeah, and but he still, he's still kind of a dick to him in a way because what did Steph do? I mean, I guess he slammed the desk down on the guy's cock, but... I mean, he didn't really do anything. I guess maybe he was being part of a disturbance, but he's a fucking typing teacher. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the coach looks very unimpressed with Steph as he walks away. And then later, Steph and the guy who had his dick slammed are are talking. That hurt. Hell yes, it hurt, ass wife. It's my talent. You ruined my chances for a scholarship. Isn't it? Have you heard from any recruiters yet? Steph, who's kidding who? You know the reason why I'm playing so surprised with his hurt? Yeah, you still got a shot. Right, for welfare. So the dilemma that everybody in this town basically is, is if you live in this town, it's like being in a coal mining town. And we talked about this at the end of the podcast last week, that unless you have a way to get out through an academic or sports scholarship, you're destined to work in the steel mill the rest of your life. Right, and I, that was one of the things where I was talking about how it was kind of depressing to me. But then we go to what part of the school? Uh, the auditorium. And Lisa comes in. She's looking for him. She has lunch. I don't know if she has lunch for just her or for both of them. Well, he says something about, you know, she's his lunch. Ah, well, he scares her. But she also says he's kind of bulletproof because of football. And he, he's talking about how there are going to be recruiters at the game. <laughs> you know, it's no joke. I mean, Walnut Heights, they have the best halfback in the whole state. I figure I knock him on his ass a couple times, I'll have my pick of colleges. Don't pick one near home, huh? Yeah, I'd like to. This is my shot. This is my way out Friday night. And I gotta go to the best school, the best engineering program. Georgievich is having a hump and steel out of this town for years. You know, Grandpa, Pop, Greg. 
we, you know, it's about time one of us had something to say about the stuff after it's been made. That's going to be me. And this is, I mean, this is not like a information dump, like normal, but it basically gives his, you know, his motivation and he, he likes playing football or whatever, but football for him is just a tool. And as you talked about, if, if, if you don't get a scholarship for football or whatever, you're going to end up working in the mill. And that's what he wants. He wants a way out and this is his way out. But as they're talking, she's laughing and then a door opens. Well, he talks about, I was only kind of half listening to that clip because my wife is texting me that my kid is sick. Did he talk about that? He's got no aspirations of being in the NFL that he wants to. No, that comes when he's talking to Locke later. Well, no, right now it's right here in this. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. Yep. I, yeah. Um, she wants him to stay close to home, but yeah, then a teacher enters and he says this to Steph and Steph immediately comes back. Can't do that. Yeah, I, I had him labeled as uh it's that Gun guy. Sh- Gun shop guy. <laughs> but the the next scene we're in the locker room and uh Brian got a scholarship offer for to USC. Once again, that's Chris Penn's character. Full no, ride. Was, hold on hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, I wasn't I was he talks about to to Lisa that he does have no aspirations in the NFL, that he wants to be in the engineer program. Well, he said that you know the, the his family has been taking steel out of the ground. He wants to have be the first one in his family to actually have something to say about what's done with it afterwards. Right, but the guy, the teacher who busted in, was looking for the boner guy. Yes, he must be a hellraiser. But yes, now we're in the locker room, and Brian tells everybody that he got a full ride to USC. Yep, no more shoveling and, snow. Yeah. And this is the problem that I have with this movie is in a small school like this, would there be that many big uh, um, scholarships offered? Well, I think about, you know, we went to a a school larger than this school mm-hmm. and we had not, not in my class and not really in your class, but in the class above me, we had some fantastic fucking athletes. And that's why they won state in football was because and of ba- them. And baseball. And baseball. Well, baseball was the year before that. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because that was Randa and Pease uh. and a bunch of people from the class 88. But, you know, we had a state championship football game or football team and nobody from KM got a football scholarship to go anywhere. No. And there were some, you know, really good guys. I, it just shows how great you had to be. And actually, I remember that year, my senior year, your, or sorry, my, my junior year, your sophomore year, the year we won state, we actually beat the team that I think won the Division I state championship because we won the Division II. Mm-hmm. And their running back actually went to Wisconsin. Who was their running back? Uh, Brent Moss. Didn't he just die? Did he really? I didn't know I that. Think so. I think so. I thought that that would, that just, well, that's not news that you would get on your feed. True. Cause you're in Ohio. So I think he, cause he had all kinds of drug problems and, and, and. 
Oh yeah, he didn't make it all four years. Um, yeah, I think he just died re- recently. But I actually I ran against him in track one time, and for um, four by one hundred relay, and we beat him. Really? Yeah, he, he forgot the baton. One hundred percent true story. <laughs> did you stop and take a heater break? <laughs> Still would have beat him because I remember the baton. Yeah, but Chris Penn jumps up on the bench. And yeah, he says, I won't have to shovel snow and you can come out and watch me in the Rose Bowl. But there's a black guy there that says that he has to learn how to dance first. And it's footloose. There's, it's, this was, I was embarrassed for these people <laughs> doing this dance. And there's some dude wearing my sweater with just shoulder pads and a jock strap on dancing. And, and Vuk is behind him. He looks sad and he grabs the guy's jock. Does he? And as I'm looking at all of these people in the locker room, you see them, and then you see Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise, I think, is 5'6". Five, 5'7". Five, seven. Five, seven. Okay. He's too small to play court, quarterback. He's too small to play football in college. In high school, maybe, but not in college, unless he's playing for a really fucking small program. Right. right. Well, he says later on that he's 5'10". <laughs> no, no, no. You're 5'7", you're, you're my man. With, with lifts, yeah. But, right. The, the coach comes in, and he does a little boogie. And I was like, oh, okay. He, he doesn't come in as a hard ass and yell at these guys. He kind of sees, okay, they're boys. They're having fun. But then after he does his little dance that they don't see him do, he says, all right, ladies, five minutes. And I notice he has my bald spot. He does. Yeah. And then the coach is in a, a different a coaching, room. a coaching, a coach's room okay. or a player's room where they would come and, you know, cause he's got a chalkboard and it's, this has nothing to do with the movie, nothing to do with the story. I mean, a little bit, but I just, it was, I don't know. It was, this is, I think, our first football film, isn't it? I think so. Well, I mean, victory. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll give myself credit. It's not a bad joke. It's, a think, <laughs> it's not it's, a bad it's joke. It's a thinker, but you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he, but coach, the co- coach. Yeah, the coach is talking to an assistant coach and, um, and they're drawing on a blackboard, which those mm-hmm. you do not see anymore. Yes. And uh, he's got a plan. Look, I've been up all night with this thing. I'm, I want you to take a look at this. If we play these guys straight up, I mean, they're going to blow us out, huh? But if we neutralize our running game and force them to pass, that way we can take away the edge they got on us. We'll put our linemen yard and a half off the ball. Four point stance. 62 stack. Yeah. Submarine every play. Goal line defense the entire game. Yeah, they're never going to expect it. When Alexander comes up the line, all he's going to find is a pile of people. What if he tries to break the round in? Well, we got our linebackers and corners there to contain him. If they try to pass, we're too quick for him. Nobody's ever tried it. Yeah, I know, but if it works, we're geniuses. If it doesn't, uh, what do we got to lose? Our lives. You got, you got to figure. So we know what happens with the coach, mm-hmm. um, and. Call it what it is. The coach is a white guy. Mm-hmm. You got to figure what happens to the coach is going to be a lot worse for a black assistant coach in Pennsylvania in the the low eighties. Mm-hmm. But they're out and they are. Uh, the team is practicing in the mud, and they say it several times. They say, "Hit their knees, go for their knees." Yeah, you can't do that anymore. No, I remember um, not football, soccer. So I guess football. I was being coached by Bob Jansen's dad, 
mm-hmm. and the other Bob's dad. And they said, what do you do if, if somebody gets past you and is going towards the goal? And so, well, you chase him down. It's like, no, you, you pull down his pants and you yank on his dank. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, really? <laughs> okay, but there, what are over on the side of the field? Uh, are there cheerleaders? Scouts. They're scouts. Okay. The coach has a golf iron. That's like his baton. Okay. Yeah. And he's given orders and he's given directions and he says, we'll be here all night until they get it. But I, I remember there's coach C who is the gym teacher that would like leave five times a day to go have a, uh, a heater. Yeah. A heater in, in his, um, Z 285. Was it a Z 20? I don't know. Whatever the Datsun or the Nissan was. It's, it was brown. Cause I remember there was like the athletic building that was, that sat on top of the hill that had equipment in it. And we would go there, probably with you, and and burn a heater, and we would see him leave to go drive in his car to have a heater. Yeah, I got I got caught by somebody having a heater behind that building. Really? And not a teacher, a student. But okay. I, I thought for sure because of who they were, because they were, they were gonna turn you in. Yeah, they were gonna turn me in. Well, but it's you'd say fuck you. It's, you have no proof. I wasn't. No, I wasn't smoking. It's your word against theirs. But they actually. They like they liked me because I wasn't mean to them. I was one of the few people that was not mean to that person. And who was this person? Uh, it was a girl that was in my class, and she had two brothers. They were Polish. Hmm, one of them was Daryl. Oh, one, one Stanislawski. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> two, two Stanislawskis. But Don caught me having a heater behind that building, and and she okay. didn't care. And and if it was anybody else, if it had been. Uh, well, I don't know if she would have known you, but if it had been like egg, egg, you know, she would have she, she would have completely sold him down the river in a heartbeat because he was she just had, a dick to her. She had two brothers, and both of them were in my class because they had to hold one back, and it was Dion and Daryl. Yeah, okay. And, and Daryl was like a really nice guy, but smoked a ton of weed. And he, I remember he was in my span my speech class. It, it was the same teacher whose study hall we yeah. Forced, forced to retire because we were spitting on her floor. But she was just, she would get so mad at him because he just wouldn't show up to class. And then finally one day he showed up and he gave a speech and it was like, it, it was like he had gone to, oh, who's, who's the, the, oh God, my dad went to this, these classes in the eighties. Elocution? Like, no, it was somebody, it's somebody's name, like some, how to like win people over and give great speeches or something like that. Okay. God, what was the name of it? It's going to drive me crazy. But this, he just gave an amazing speech and it was all about pot and the benefits <laughs> of weed. Was it more amazing than my speech about space? <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was better than that one. <laughs> yes. But, um, God, it's weird. Like, okay, never mind. But Cruz gets called in for a, a play. And the coach asks him a question. I don't remember what the question was, but he, Cruz, Steph fumbles through the answer, but he gets there. And that's actually when the coach says he'll keep him there all night. And then at the end of practice, the coach's wife is there. But the scouts were not there for the players. No, they were there for the coach. And he's being scouted for a college assistant, which is what changes before the end. And this is emblematic because the coach wants out just like the players. Yeah. And who else was at practice? 
Who else was at practice? Is it well? The, are the dirty players walking by arm in arm with their girlfriends? Yeah, Lisa shows up at, as they're walking off. Mm-hmm. And then but, we go to Steph's house. Yes, and John Locke is there. Boy, you can be proud oh, of. Mr. Hold on, <laughs> it's either John Locke or, or Howard Hughes is there to recruit Steph. Boy, you can be proud of Mr. Georgievich. We'd like him to come to our school, Georgievich. I'm sorry to play football and to get an education. Would you tell us about that, please? We'll do everything possible to see that he gets his diploma. If he's having problems with his studies, we have tutoring to help him get his degree. Our people graduate, Mr. Georgievich. Steph, we'd like you to come and visit the campus. Take a look at the living conditions, the academic setting. Meet the coaches, some of the players. We got two alumni in the pros right now. One of them's all conference. Do you want to play pro ball? Me? <laughs> I'm bad at pop. And now there's not much call for a 5'10 uh, white cornerback in the NFL. I know I could do the job in college, though. Yes, you can. You hit like a truck. His pads what are you him. looking for, Steph? I'm looking to trade football for an education and still be able to walk. I'm going to be an engineer. You know, I've checked your grades. A B average is not going to get you an academic scholarship. You need football. I know that. Well, we offer a BS in engineering. Yeah, I won't. You know, Mr. Smith, I like your school. Uh, it's got a pretty good football team. But to tell you quite honestly, I mean, there's other schools that I'd rather look at first. Maybe you do belong at another school, Steph. Mr. Smith, because my son is good at football, he is he has opportunities that otherwise would not be his. I'd like to thank you for coming to my house and offering them to him. I know what you're thinking, Steph, what you're uh, looking for. Maybe I don't blame you. But if things fall through, you've got a place with me whenever you want it. I just want you to know that. Okay, thank you. At the beginning of that clip, the dad takes a little bit, he takes umbrage with the fact that John Locke pronounces his name wrong. Well, I, I a couple of things that I read in the IMDb notes that the, the school that John Locke is recruiting for is Syracuse. They never mentioned that. And that also that they are Serbian Americans. Okay. Um, I was a little bit confused. So was John Locke offering him a scholarship or just saying, come play for us? We can't give you a scholarship, but you can come play for us. No, it's a full ride. It was. Yes. Okay. So I didn't understand that because he never, he never, never talks. He never says that we're offering you a scholarship, but he's a fool for turning it down. And his brother is looking at him very disapprovingly. Okay. He's not necessarily a fool for turning it down. He's a fool for approaching it the way that he does. Because when it, it is, if you're being recruited to not for, for to play college sports somewhere, but you're being recruited for a job, you go and you have the interview and you talk to the people and you never say, eh, nah, maybe if everything else falls through, you never do that when you're mm-hmm. in that conversation. You, it's positive. It's like, well, I have a lot to think about. You never just flat out are rude, which is kind of what Steph does here. Yes. Well, you know, there's other places I'm really kind of looking, you know, you guys, if everything else falls through, eh, maybe no, that's, that's a shitty way because he's, he's cocky because he's positive that he's going to have these opportunities, but yeah. Well, and then, and then Tom Cruise tells 
Chewie to release manually release the Falcon, and his dad says, "I hope you know what you're doing." Float away with the rest of the garbage. Yeah. Yes. But there's there's a honk. Uh huh. And it, it's Lisa, and, and and he goes he goes don't worry pops I'll get a good scholarship and go to a good school. And the brother and says br- they haven't been beaten down the door. No. What's wrong with Syracuse, man? It's, it's, it's close to home. It's what Lisa wants. It's, it's, it's a great school. Right. And, and honestly, if, if you, if your concern is not football related, if your school is education related, you, you have a choice to go to Ohio State or you have a choice to go to Northwestern on a football scholarship. If you go to Ohio State, and this is all considering the fact that you have no intention or no chance of going pro. You might be able to play in college, but you're not going to go pro. If you can go to Ohio State, play football, sure, you might win a national championship, but your education is not going to be as good as if you go to Northwestern, whereas so, Northwestern, so, you're, you're not going to have as great of a football experience, but your education is going to be worth so much more. So is Ohio State not equivalent in academics to, say, Wisconsin? No, it's not. Would Ohio State be equivalent to, say, Platteville? <laughs> no, it, it, it has gotten a lot better. Um, okay. And this is not... And no, be- no, hey, hey, any of our, you know, 37 listeners that you may have gone to Platteville, I'm sure it's a great school. No, I, I would say it is, you know, Ohio State is a football school that provides a good education. Wisconsin is a good football school that provides a great education. All right. And uh, it's which is from what I understand Wisconsin is getting more and more difficult to um get into because they're not getting as much state funding, so they're 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 now upping the numbers of out of state enrollees and foreign enrollees because they're going to be paying more. Oh, paying out the ass, yeah. Yeah. Well, so when I if, moved if, here, if you're if you're a Wisconsin kid, it's becoming more and more difficult to get into Wisconsin. I mean, you you have to check all the boxes, like straight A's, uh, lots of extracurricular stuff, lots of things that that show that you're a good citizen. When when I was in school, um, Wisconsin was well, Wisconsin was the only school I went through the entire application process to, and I I knew I was going to get in there. When I moved to Ohio, twenty five years ago. Basically, the rule of thumb was if you were born in the state of Ohio, you could get into Ohio State. Now, it is hard. It's really fucking hard to get into Ohio State. I I don't know if my oldest that's at Cincinnati, if he actually got accepted or not into Ohio State. And my youngest still has not heard back from Ohio State. He's not going to go there mm-hmm. anyway because he's going to Miami. But mm-hmm. it, it has been in you know two and a half decades. Shit changes. But it is much more. Isn't that where... Isn't that where Ben Roethlisberger went? What, Miami? Yeah, Miami of Ohio. I have no idea. It's the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. But, um, yeah, Steph says, wait till they see me the next game. And then where where do Steph and Lisa go? Make out point. Yeah. Uh, What is it? Blueberry Hill? (laughs) I found my freedom. Um, Yeah, they're making out. And he goes up her shirt. And then unzips her pants, and he's finger banging her. Right. He's hooking. He's hooking the G. Yeah, it's kind of graphic. Honest. I mean, they don't show anything. I, yeah. But no, no, no. It's and do you think she was? Do you think she was wet yet? 
Or do you think he was dry fingering her? Well, I would assume they're making out. Yeah. That should be enough. She's, she's not 52. I mean, she's, yeah. she's going to have, you know, natural secretions, juices flowing. <laughs> he takes her hand and puts it on his crotch. And Jen, Jen said, yeah, I remember this stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that. And it, and it was, and it was, and I got nothing. I'm like, Hey man, what, what, what are you, what, nothing, nothing. I think, I think girls were afraid because I think, you know, there was not access to pornography on the internet and moms didn't have playgirls lying around. I think, I think the penis w- was something to be feared by a young girl. Like, I don't know what this thing looks like. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, I think I that's, don't know the, what that's comes the part. Out of it. It's, it's, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And, and as far as I don't know what comes out of it, that is, uh, Fast Times Original High. How much comes out? I don't know. Court or so. A court. <laughs> But it is, and you know, there is. Oh, hold, hold on a second. I, I know I, I, I tabled this whole thing, but um, what what did you say is is like pizza? As far as like good pizza, bad pizza. Oh, sex. Sex is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Well, actually, I was talking about like hand jobs, but okay, you know, high school. Hand job is is better than, um, no hand job. No hand job. Yeah, I, I think this is it. I had mentioned a girl that I dated that I didn't want to date. Oh no, that's something different. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Where did that come from? No. Oh, it's right here. You know, I I hear clips from Game of Thrones, especially like early season Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, and honestly, it pisses me off a little bit. I know because it's like it's so good you, it's, so, it's good. so good and then it just gets i mean it's still good it's i mean it's what do you always say it's like a it's like a hand job from a high school chick it's not that great but it got the job done <laughs> just gonna just a big pause there <laughs> it's like yeah i'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole <laughs> you can well you knew what i meant it yeah. was a yeah yeah and i even said you know what i meant it was like how do you know how do you how do you say oh it's like a it's like a a hand job when you're in high school. Right. And that's, you know, you, you get the, the, the weird ones where, you know, you're grabbing it weird. <laughs> like they're like, okay, put your finger out and then imagine like a spider coming over that finger and, and drawing up with its legs. Yeah. <laughs> I got those. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Hey man. And, but you know what? You don't, when you're, when you're 16 and, or 17 and you're getting your cock grabbed, you, you don't want to like make corrections because you don't know how to. You don't know how to use those words to say you're doing it weird. No, Do but it it's, this it's, way. It's it's not just that. It, it is if I criticize the way it's being it might, done, it it's might not going to be done at all. Yeah, it might it might stop. And is the itsy bitsy spider better than the butter turner? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or the pep, the pepper grinder. <laughs> Working both of those hands. <laughs> Actually, I got that wrong. The Itsy Bitsy Spider is not as good as the Butter Turner, but but it, it's still better than nothing. <laughs> yes. But she yeah. wants to stop, and he keeps going, and she gets angry and pushes him off. And I think this is where your clip goes. Um. Yeah, she wants to go home. Okay, have you been in that situation before? She's going to stop saying stop. She's going to say no, keep going in a couple of seconds. No, and, you, no. No? It, it was, you know, it was the whole thing where you you go down – you, you try to go down there once and you get pushed back and then you, you do whatever. And then you try to go down there the second time and the second time you get pushed away depending on, on what it is, but how it's done. 
you know, you, you get brushed back and then just like, no, you're done. But I think that's, we've, I've probably played the clip from the movie High Fidelity where he's talking about making out with a chick in high school and he tried going up her shirt and he got shot down. So then he went to go down his pants and he's like, and he's, he's like, it's like asking to borrow $5 and turn down and then, and then asking to borrow 50. Yeah. No, it's, and there are, it, it, there's a reason. Wow. <clears throat> oh, big cum bubble. All this there, cock talk. There's, there's a reason that, you know, the car jerk exists. It's like, I, I'm sorry, I can't come in and talk to your parents. I have to go jerk off on the drive home. Right. I have a wet spot in my pants. Don't ever, young men, if you're listening to this, don't ever wear khakis on a date. <laughs> but apparently yeah. out of all this, the thing that I have in my notes is that acne because it's very, very prevalent here. Mm-hmm. But the next day. Uh, no, so hold on a second. We didn't play the clip of her, oh, of so, them kind of, kind of, they're buttoning up, buttoning up their pants. Yeah, so I, got, I got sidetracked. Yeah. Oh, God. Try not to be mad, Steph. I'm Just look mad. at me. I'm looking at you. I'm not mad. Listen, I'm sorry. I guess I should, shouldn't have let it go that far. tomorrow? Yeah, we have history and lunch period, right? Look, I'm scared. You're going away. Okay, I just don't understand it, Lise. I mean, it's not like I don't love you. We've been going out a long time, and... Brian, those guys see me up here. Nothing's going on. Brian! Brian! I didn't mean that. Brian. Right. Lisa, I didn't mean that. I don't want it to be for Brian or anybody else. I want it to be special and not in a car. Okay. I understand. Let's go home. Yeah, he's mad. And I, I pulled that card out once as well, where I was dating a girl for a couple of months. And, I, and you know, I wanted to have sex, and she didn't. And I, I actually pulled the card of, well, come on. They, they were screwing around here in a building, in, in, in the bedroom at this party, you know. It was, it was almost like me trying to justify, like, hey, man, I got a reputation to uphold. Yeah, I'm going to end up cutting a lot of this, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. You think I shouldn't have said that? Yeah. There's a couple things here. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> I, I, I can think of you – Steph should have used your trump card here. <laughs> I guess I'll just go jerk off. Yeah. Yeah, that worked for me at your wedding. <laughs> well, I don't want to have sex with you. Okay. I guess I'll well, just go jerk off and say, okay, I guess I'll have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so drunk. I drank so much vodka that night. I, 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 I can't I, – I saw the bar bill. I mean it was huge. Yeah, it was it was big, but okay. Now the the next, next day, day uh, the we're coach at practice. Is, yeah, the coach is going off on a player, and he's just being a complete dick. And is this your first pit pissed clip? Yes. What are you doing, man? I mean, you spit all the way from here to here. Where the hell's your feet? Jesus, you really pissed me off. What's wrong with you, son? Well, goddamn, that wasn't even a block. I can't hear you. What, Nothing, what, sir. what was that? That was like a third base slide, man. You block about as good as a jelly donut. A jelly donut? 
That was nothing. You call that nothing? Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Jesus, you're pissing me off. You want to play against Walnut Heights? Yes, sir. Then you got to get vicious. You're a dog, right? Yes, sir. I want you pissing on every fire hydrant in Walnut Heights tonight. You hear me? Yes, sir. Get down on your knees. I growl. You bite. You dig. Get back, Van Hartle. Yeah, I don't think he's being. I don't think he's pissed. I think he's just being motivation motivated through anger and fear. And you know, I, I obviously have absolutely no insight to what coaches are like today, but I know that some of the things that coaches said did with us as players when we were younger would not be okay today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to be a little bit gentler these days. Even drill instructors in the military have have come way down. Which I, I don't know if I, I really like the idea of a drill ins- instructor have to, having to have like a you know a, a, a shiny happy side to him. Right. <laughs> it's not really giving the benefit of why they are there. Exactly. But now there's a there there's a play and there the. Quarterback is throwing to a wide receiver that Steph is covering and basically just tackles the guy before the ball even gets to him. No, it's obvious and, pass interference. Yes. And this time, the coach is pissed. No, no, no. Miles, give me that ball. George, what the hell are you doing here? I've told you a thousand times, you hit the, you go for the ball, not the man. You go for the ball. This is a football, see? It's about that. That's a man. Those are men running over there. You do that in the game, son, we got a penalty. I had understand? the coverage. What? I didn't hear you. I had the coverage, sir. I made the play. No, you do it my way or it's a highway, Georgia Vic. All right, hustle it in. All right, hustle it up. You tell me where the nuclear vessels are. It, it's it's yes. so blatant when when this comes up later. It mm-hmm. is almost identical. Yes. And he is somebody that is good enough or considered to be good enough at his position that he's being recruited potentially by multiple colleges because there are colleges. Uh, I think it's BC is talking about several players and he's, they are, he is one of the players that they mentioned. The fact that he is considered good enough to be recruited by colleges that you would have heard of would mean that he would actually know the rules of the game. Right. And if he thinks what he did was making the play, he does not know the rules of the game. No. But no, um, that's a rookie move. But now the coach is making a, a speech about, you know, we don't have any quitters. Yeah, I got the uh, quitter speech. Oh, oh, you do have the quitter speech. All right. It's a good practice, gentlemen. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Today you're not ladies, you're gentlemen. <laughs> we got any quitters here? No, no sir. sir. I didn't hear you. No, no sir. sir. You know what's going to happen? You quit on this football field. You're going to quit high school. You're going to quit your job. You're going to get married. You're going to quit your lady. You know what you're going to end up being? You're going to end up quitters and losers. None of you guys are quitters and losers. There any quitters here? No, no sir! Didn't hear you. No, no sir! Can't hear you. No, no sir! All right, everybody, five laps. Five laps! You do ten. Yeah, at the end of that, he tells Steph that he has to do ten, so five extra laps, which actually... If if they were doing method acting, they actually ran these laps out. That would be great for Tom Cruise because a lot of the stuff he does in the Mission Impossible movies is him running towards <laughs> yeah, the camera. Yeah, he does. He does a lot of running in the in those movies. And but the, uh, go ahead. The coach is hard on him because he thinks that Steph has talent, and the assistant coach 
says, don't worry, they're going to give you the job. But the field that they were practicing on was fucking shitty. Yeah. And there's factories in the background that are just belching out all this black pollution. <laughs> they probably get the black lung just from living in this town. <laughs> but the next scene is a pep rally. Yes. And we had a, what was, when we were in school, what was our enrollment? Maybe 1,100, 1,200 for all four yeah. grades? Yeah. Uh, my my son's school is probably two or three times that size. Okay. And he went to, when he went to the last basketball game, which was on Friday, he said that there were 30 kids there. And he said that was yeah. more than were there last time. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the basketball games being highly attended. Oh, they were up until my my senior year. They were not because we were so fucking terrible. Yeah. But you guys had yeah. a good year, um, your senior year. You had a guy who got a scholarship to play basketball. Oh, yeah. He runs a fantasy football website now. Oh, does That's he really? his job. Yeah. And he's balder than me. Yeah, he was a interesting guy. But um, was, what, Wasn't he referred to as... The yam? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. Because his dick looked like a yam. Allegedly! Yeah. <laughs> but um, Lisa plays saxophone in the band. Yes. So in the IMDb notes, Lisa Simpson was modeled after this character in this movie. Mm. Mm. You can do it. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> I do not believe you. <laughs> But the fat guy from before is speaking at the pep rally. So again, I'm like, is this the principal? Yeah, the it's guy who, the pr- who who gave Steph a ride is the yeah, principal. It's got it, to be a principal. Um, and he says, this is a game for everyone. This is for our town. And he brings out the coach, and the coach explains that Walnut Heights is undefeated. Yep. And, right. Yes. Oh, all right. Walnut Heights is undefeated. Walnut Heights is ranked third in the state. They have a swim team, a tennis team. They got a golf team for boys and girls. They don't have a football team like we've got. And they don't have a student body like we have. That's actually a good speech. And throughout the course of this film, there are times when the coach is giving speeches. And they're good. Mm-hmm. They actually have some fire, and I know we have some of those coming up, but the the tone changes a little bit here. But before before we get to that, a couple things. First of all, Ampipe. Do you know where Ampipe is? In Pennsylvania? Yes. Do you know where in Pennsylvania? Um, s- somewhere in the, inside the, in the inside of the perimeter of the state line. That's yeah, not a real town. Oh, it's not. Uh, there's no three point line in the gym, which is very telling for when this movie was released because the three point line got introduced like two years, three years later. And, but now we have kind of the first major pivot in the film where things really kind of change. Yes. Brian is talking to Steph, Chris Penn's character. Or no, Brian, Chris Penn's character, is talking to Steph. And they're in like the little hallway because the, the coach is calling out. All the big time players. Right. And well, Brian has this to say. Well, how does she feel about an abortion? 
You know Tracy now real good. You dumb bastard. Co-captain. What are you gonna do? You gonna have the kid? Austin Williams. Huh? Shadow. What am I supposed to do, Steph? Captain, quarterback, team leader, Clarence Oliver, rifleman. What you do is, 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 is you talk to your recruiter at SC, okay? I mean, I heard about stuff like this. They have, like, merry dorms. They can get you jobs, and they, and they can work things out for I'm you. I'm having man. a look, kid. Look, we're getting out of here, Brian. Right? I'm proud to introduce... Defensive captain and linebacker. Right, Bry? Bry. And Brian gets introduced and he walks away and Steph is just standing there and you can see the emotion on his face. He is crushed by this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his best friend was going to get the fuck out. And, and do you know what Brian says in his speech? Um, something like this is the biggest game of our lives. This is a win for, if this is a win for us, it's for you too. Uh, the exact is this is the biggest game. Uh, we no longer want to win. We have to win. Not just for us, for you too. Yeah. It's, there's not a whole lot of emotion, uh, in that speech, yeah. but he's got a lot of shit going on, but uh-huh. this, this is the speech he should have given. I was lying in bed last night. <laughs> and uh, I drifted off to sleep and I had a dream that we were beating Bangville 14-3. But, uh, I woke up kind of sad. But then I cheered up when I realized it was only a dream because I know we'll beat Bangville by way more than that. And then he crashed his Porsche into a light bulb. Oh, that's uh, Varsity Blues, and that is Paul Walker? Yep. Are you sure that wasn't the Khan kid, Scott Khan? I'm positive. Okay. Well, you've seen that movie way more than I have. <laughs> he's just looking at his... He's in the locker room. He's looking at his... Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Yeah. Yes. I love that movie. Yeah. But now, at the next day, um, they're basically getting on the bus to go to Walnut Heights. And this movie, originally I read in the IMDb notes that it was going to take a completely different turn that Tom Cruise character was actually supposed to play the quarterback. Okay. And that this game was actually, that they're going to was actually to go to state. Okay. And um, he wanted to go to a completely different school. He actually, I found the clip of, they had originally shot some footage and then, they they changed comp- the direction of the film. Wow, is this the bus all the football fans are taking to state this weekend? Yeah, it is. This is the, it. Do the cheerleaders ride on this bus? Uh, no, cheerleaders don't ride on the bus with us. You know, we got to stay focused on the game. So they have to ride on a different bus. It must be so exciting getting ready to be a big football player, a big quarterback out on the field. Yeah, you know, well, my dad wants me to get that scholarship to go to Oklahoma, so, you know, that's why I'm doing the best I can. My mom always wanted me to focus on academics. That's why I'm a mathlete. 
Oh, okay. I get so jealous of all those cheerleaders getting to hang out with the football players. I mean, I feel so special. Who would have thought a football player, a quarterback with a mathlete? Yeah, all right. That's cool. You're cool. You know, it's uh, it's always been my fantasy to get to make out with a quarterback right on the football player's bus. Really? Yeah. So, uh... Do you think that we could we could make out right here? Well, I uh, I guess coach is in the office and he's not going to be out here until we start practice. So uh, yeah, I uh, it's going fun. And now it's time for name that porn star. I have no clue, but there was something about that <laughs> that really made me laugh. What made you laugh? If, if you if you listen back to that clip and. If if you ignore all the dialogue, it, it sounds like the background music in every Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, maybe yeah, the music. Yeah, that's Ashley James. I you would I don't think she's been in anything, but lots a lot, a lot of football clips out there. Yeah, but most of them are not. Yeah, uh, free football bus online porn videos. <laughs> yes, yeah, but before just before they get on the bus. Um, and spoiler alert, Jen watched this movie with me. Jen, after the whole thing with Brian and the conversation with Steph, she she, she said, pause the, movie, pause the movie. And I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I know where this conversation is going. And I don't like where this conversation is going, but I still have to have this conversation. So do you know where this conversation was going? No, I don't. This could happen to us in high school. Oh, getting pregnant, getting a chick pregnant? Yes. Yeah. And I said, no, it couldn't. It never could have happened. And she said, you had sex in high school? I said, sure. Then how can it happen? I always wore rubber in high school. She's like, they're not 100%, you know, preventative or effective. And that's where things took a, a turn in the conversation. I said, yeah, it would have sucked. I would have been $175 poor. Ooh. Yeah, that was not the comment she wanted to hear. <laughs> no, no. Ooh. Yeah. But they're on the school bus. They're on the bus. They're all nervous and in their own thoughts, right? Steph is doing the rosary. Uh-huh. And, and what is what is Brian doing? I don't know. He he's He's talking to himself. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I couldn't believe I didn't already have that clip. Is that what what he tried kissing Mark Wahlberg by his orange Corvette? (laughs) Do you want to kiss me on the mouth? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll come up. That'll come up in what you're watching. But uh, the coach is going over the game plan. And the song that was playing here was called The Last Stand. But as these kids from Ampipe, Pennsylvania, BFE, bumfuck Egypt, Pennsylvania, go into this school, they are blown away by the school. Well, the, the town is, I mean, big and full of lights and full of commerce and retail shops. I don't think, I would think Ampipe would be in a different conference than this team. 
You think so? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the fact that the coach says they've never beaten them since he was coach right. means that they play them regularly. Right, but in a real in the real world, they would be in a different conference. Sure, but yeah, they come into this beautiful locker room, and as they're walking into the locker room, there's a football that says 1960 championship. Yeah, it's from the last state championship, probably. Yes, and they are tapping the ball as they are walking by. Vucci, that's the name of the dude who raises the desk with his erection. Just call him Vooch. That's what I called him. Okay. Um, he asks a dude if he took the tape roll, and he freaks out, starts a fight. Because the, the energy, the nervous energy and the tension is just super high. And they break that up. The assistant coach gathers them. They all take a knee. And coach comes in. All right, here's the situation. We haven't beaten Walnut Heights in the five years I've been coaching. There are 10,000 people out there. I don't think you're going to do it tonight. There's 37 people in this room who know we can. All right? Yes, sir! All right? Yes, sir! That's you, and that's me. So why are we so sure? What do we know they don't know? See, I don't think they know about the human beings inside these uniforms. I don't think they know about the pain you're willing to endure. Do they, Tank? No, sir, they don't. They don't know how hard you're going to hit, do they, Georgievich? No, sir, they don't. And they don't know what you're going to do to Alexander, do they, Riley? No, sir! And they sure as hell don't know about the magic in Rifleman's arm, do they? No, sir. Well, the next 48 minutes, they're going to find out who you are and what you're made of. And you're going to make me proud. So you guys are going to go on in your lives. You're going to achieve some great successes. And I hope and pray you do. But no matter what the future's going to bring, there's seldom going to be a moment like tonight when you hold it all in your hands. When you can achieve something together, they can never take away from you. Your friends, your family, your parents, your school, this town. A win tonight is going to give them something to be proud of, something they can believe in. Now, you know what they call us? You know why they only gave us 500 tickets to this game? For the Dagos, we're the Polacks, we're the n****s! All right. That's what you are. That's what I am. And that's what we are together, and that's how we're going to win this game. We're going to win it together. How are we going to do it? Together! 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 We are going to win together! Come on now! Okay! I debated it. I did it live. Did you do it live? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll write it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Well, uh. Yeah. I was wondering what, what I was wondering what you were going to do with that. If you were going to beep it. I, or... I could have left it. It would have been fine otherwise because it, it's in the context of the film and it actually makes sense for where it's at. But that is a good speech. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that happened here right before the coach's speech that actually comes up a little bit later is Steph actually tapes his necklace to his chest. Yes. And I mean, fortunately he's he's not you. Because he's got no chest hair. Uh-huh. 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 Well, yeah, that I would get. suck. Um, trust me, dude, when I've had an EKG, um they the, the the tape on there fucking sucks. So But yeah. yeah. But hold on a second. This is this is, I was making reference to this earlier, how Everybody in this film looks real. As the coach is speaking, there's a shot that's panning across and, and focusing on different players' faces. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's, you know, eye boogers and acne and just they all look real. They all look like high school kids. Sure. And 
and you know, part of that is probably intentional and part of it is probably, you know, this is just an extra, it's okay. We want them to look kind of a little rough and tumble, not perfect, not Hollywood image stuff. But now it's time for the game and uh, Walnut, Walnut Heights uh, deferred. So they'll be getting the kickoff in the second half. Did the football not look like it was a regular regulation size football? I did not notice that. Okay, it looked like it was smaller than a regular football. But the dad so. and the brother are there, and then for the first time in a while, we get. Montage of the week. And, and there's actually several montages throughout the rest of the game. But we, we see scouts there. And as the as the game is going on, the defense that was suggested by the coach to the assistant coach is apparently working. And mm-hmm. the opposing coach is wondering what the hell is going on. Yes. What the hell is going on out here? Why can't we block those little churches? They cut my knees out, coach. We can't do nothing. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Block them anyway. You understand? Let's do it. And at the end of the first quarter, what's the score? I don't. I did not record any of the scores. Oh, okay, zero zero. <clears throat> okay, but Steph gets burned, and they the uh, the dude score a TV a TD. Uh-huh. The other team scores a touchdown, and then the Bulldogs score at and what's the score at halftime? Are they tied? Uh, at halftime, it, it is tied. Yeah. Okay, it, but when. Walnut Heights scored. They let off fireworks. And All right. The the running back, the the Walnut Heights scored on the running play, and Steph is trying to chase him down. And it's tough because the running back was actually 5'11", so he was almost a half foot taller than Steph. Yeah. And then Ampipe scored on a long touchdown throw. But now it's late in the fourth quarter, and Walnut Heights is up by three. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Steph picks off a, a pass and scores a touchdown. He goes in, the coach hugs him, yay! And it starts to rain right at that moment. And did you happen to notice what the what song the band is playing right here? No. They're playing all the right moves. Are they really? Yes. <laughs> awesome. But then what happens to Steph? He does the same exact thing he did in practice, pass interference, and the Walnut Heights gets the ball inside the 10. It's first and goal in the the last minute of the game. Mm-hmm. And after the pass interference call is called, Steph is talking mad shit to the ref. Calls him a son of a bitch. And the coach says, it's the same fucking thing that happened in practice. But you know, first down, second down, third and goal now, and they stop them. And now yes. it's fourth down at the one-yard line. There are 30 seconds left in the game. And what happens? They stuff them. Stuff them on fourth down. Yes. Yay. Everybody's happy. The Bulldogs are going to get a ball, the ball. And um, there's 12 seconds left. And Vucci fumbles. And it's recovered in the end zone. Ampipe loses. Who are they, Buffalo? Yeah. But Ampipe loses... Um, and I know this comes up later, but in my notes right here, it says what they should have done is taken a safety. Yeah, I thought that as well. Uh, the team is absolutely devastated in the locker room, and nobody's just saying anything. And as you said, Vooch was the one that fumbled. And 
I couldn't remember what had happened, what happened beyond this in the film because it's been a while so, uh, since I've seen it, but I thought he might be eating a bullet later. And, but he's really broken up about it. And the coach comes in and the coach has absolutely zero sympathy for anybody. <laughs> oh, come on, Salvucci. Let's hear a good cry, all right? I mean, all I'm hearing is this little whimper. Let's hear a cry. I want to hear a good one, Salvucci. You choked. You cost us a game. You quit. You quit on me and you quit this team. What did you say? Salvucci, he, he didn't quit. None of us quit. Oh, no, we beat those guys' asses up and down that field tonight. We got nothing to be ashamed of, right? Isn't that right? You know, maybe the scoreboard doesn't say it, but we won that game. We held it. It's just a fluke. It's just a fluke. Fluke? That pass interference penalty, that was no fluke. If you had just done it the way I taught you instead of your way, they never would have been down there in the first place and they never would have scored and we would have won that game. You're just as responsible as he is. Oh, yeah? Well, if you'd have had Rifleman hold on to the ball, then we would have won the game. We didn't quit. You quit. Get your stuff. You get the hell out of here, right? What? You get out of here right now. You're through. You're off the team. That didn't quite go how he planned. <laughs> the way he goes, what? <laughs> what? Oh, that, that escalated quickly. He was not expecting that. You know what else he wasn't expecting? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. As I was at the lobby, it, it made me think of, you know, when you go to a, a football game at Ampite, they, they probably have the trough, right? <laughs> Do they still have those anywhere in Wisconsin? Um. I don't think so. Do they still have? I wonder if they still have them at Wrigley Field. I know they had them at Camp Randall. Okay, when when I was a little kid and I went to Camp Randall, but I can't imagine that they still do. And that that's a weird thing. When I, I was probably in second, third grade, so you know you, you walk into Camp Randall and there's just these huge fucking people, and it's the middle, and it's you know cold out, so everybody's all bundled up. So mm-hmm. they look even bigger than they are. You're only four foot five at this point. So all these people are towering over you. Yes. And in order to pee into the trough, you have to rest your cock on the, on the trough. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I was lucky that this guy next to me held it for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, son, let me hold that for you. And, you know, at, at uh, Walnut Heights, they, they have, you know, the, 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 what is it? <laughs> How does it go? The royal penis is clean. They got a, They got all the shit there. <laughs> yes. 
The royal penis is clean. But Steph, after he gets kicked off the team, he consoles Vooch, and then he kind of goes off. And after they're all coming out to the bus, and Steph is going to the bus, and the coach stops him. Uh, Sorry, son. Wrong bus. You ride with the cheerleaders. He's cocking him. Yeah. And that's a dick move. And I understand it's totally a power play, whatever. And I, the last game that I played for KM in basketball, fortunately was a home game. Mm -hmm. And at halftime, I got into a screaming match with the coach where the coach was literally hitting his nose against my nose as he was screaming at me in the locker room at halftime. Mm-hmm. And, and what was this What was this about? Why, why were you in a screaming match with the coach? Uh, because it was a home game, and the crowd was chanting for, to put me in because I had kind of told the crowd if I got a dunk, I was just going to walk off the court <laughs> and quit the team during the game. <laughs> I may have been at that game. And uh, – it, it did not go over well with the coach. The fact that we were getting destroyed and, you know, the crowd was chanting to put me in and, oh God, it was, but I was, I was 17. Yeah. And you were, you were, you were a wisecrack in 17. I was very respectful. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I, I never cocked off to anybody. No. So, but Lisa comes up to him and he's like, just leave me alone. And, He's in the back of a pickup truck drinking some beer on the way home. Right. And then we cut to the bar and there's some guys bitching about the coach. Yeah. And this is actually where they had the same question that I had. Why the hell didn't Nickerson just take the safety and then punt it out of there? Because he's an asshole. We're never going to beat those rich pricks. Not as long as he's coached Well, maybe that won't be for too long. <laughs> oh, God damn it. It's true. He's being kicked off the team for disciplinary reasons. So what the hell is that? It's mean? a dad and a brother. It means his big mouth finally got him in real trouble. But what did he say? I mean, he had to know that this would ruin every chance he's got. Oh, hell yes. Word gets around, he's got a bad attitude. He'll be lucky if he gets any offers at all. I can't believe he meant it. I mean, everybody's hey, that George a bit. Your kid cost us a game. Yeah, the dad just punches the other guy. And, and the brother just kind of smiles about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the dad is going to go home to wait for Steph. And the bro is going to wait or stay at the bar. But now we go to a gas station. And what is Steph trying to do? He's trying to hitchhike. Still drinking. Had- Where did he get yeah. these beers from? Uh, from the guy in the pickup truck that he was riding in the back of. Have we ever had the hitchhiking conversation about how, when I was a kid, my dad used to pick up hitchhikers? No. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as the kid in the family suburban, I always sat in the way back, like in the cargo area, because that's where I could, you know, set up blankets and stuff. And we would just pick up hitchhikers, and my dad would tell the guy to get in the in the back <laughs> with me. It's the touching seat. And I remember this, like you know, happening two or th- two or three times, and it was weird. And then I remember being in Vegas. Gosh, this has to go back to when was Ray Rhodes the coach of the Green Bay Packers? That was right after um, 
the 97th, 98th season. So this would have been 1999. So, yeah, so after Holmgren, I think. Okay, so maybe it was two, the year 2000. I was No, this was 99 because I was in Vegas with my friend Chad and the pilot came up to visit us from Arizona. And the reason why I asked that question is because from Vegas, then my friend Chad and I flew to San Francisco and watched the Packers beat the 49ers. And it was Ray, I remember Ray Rhodes was coaching. Okay. But the pilot and I were out. He drove from Arizona. So we had a car and we were out all night long. And most of the evening was spent at Cheetah's 2. Okay. Sure. Are you familiar with what Cheetah's 2 is? I know what it is. I've never been to that particular And moment, yeah. we finally, you know, drag ourselves out of there and it's, and the sun is coming up and he goes, Hey man, let's drive to the Hoover Dam. <laughs> so. We got in the car and started driving to the Hoover Dam. Probably shouldn't have been driving. I would guess probably not. And we get probably, I don't know, 10, 15 miles away from the Hoover Dam, and there's a hitchhiker. And he goes, hey, should we pick that guy up? Well, sure. Let's pick him up. And we pick him up, and he's sitting in the back seat. And this guy smelled so bad, like a mixture of urine, vomit, and alcohol. We get about two miles down the road, and it's like, hey, there's a McDonald's. Hey, man, we're going to drop you off at this McDonald's up here. You know, yeah. We we got to the Hoover Dam, parked, walked, looked over the railing, and said, yeah, this is the Hoover Dam, and then drove back to Vegas and somehow took a wrong turn and got off at an exit, and guess where we ended up? Grand back Canyon? Back Back at Cheetah's 2. Oh. <laughs> and walked back. And we're like, well, what the fuck? And walked back into Cheetah's 2. And then drug ourselves back into the hotel room at about 11 o'clock in the morning. It was a crazy night. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever left a strip club with you as as the sun was coming up. Um, No. My bachelor party. Oh, was the sun coming up? Well, were you in the first car or the second car? I don't remember. Well, so there were you in a cab or was somebody driving? I don't remember. I, all I remember is they dragged you up on stage and put you, stood you in a kiddie pool and stripped you down to your your drawers. Yeah, we, we when we left, when all of us left, and there's probably about ten of us, give or take. Uh huh. The first group went in a cab, and they were such drunk assholes that the cab company canceled our the second cab. <laughs> okay. And so I don't remember. I don't remember this. And this was, I, I, I think I had a cell phone. I called the house and my buddy's wife was, we called my buddy's wife. I don't remember if she was at my house or not. And she had to come pick us up because they, the cab company said, we are not sending another cab for you guys. The last group you picked up were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> and then we show up back at my house and everything that was in my garage was now on my front lawn. Because the guys had taken everything out of the garage and put it in your front lawn? Yes. See, that sounds like something that I would have done, but I don't remember doing it. Well, later that day, my parents showed up at my place. And this is when my parents were not living in Ohio. And nobody woke up except the dog when they came in because everybody was so obliterated. They walked the yeah. dog and then they came back. And I, I, just I, I do remember... I do remember sleeping on the floor. Oh, yeah. Everybody was just kind of huddled in my living room. Yeah. Did we have to drive to Ironton that, that day then? Yeah, for the rehearsal dinner. 
Yes. Yes. And that's when you were in my passenger seat and we drove past one of your buddies that was an usher. I gave him the pressed gobbler. Well, first you gave him a pressed ham, then you gave him a pressed gobbler. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've talked about that, that part yes. of the podcast. But um, yeah, he's at the, the, Steph is at the gas station. He's trying to hitchhike, still drinking, opens uh-huh. another one, and somebody picks him up. And who is it that picks him up? We think it's the principal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it says in my notes. It's the principal. And, yeah, and they're drinking also. And they're, they're drinking beer, but they also give Steph a flask to drink out of. And then the car stops and turns off their lights, and everybody except Steph gets out, and they are running. Yeah, they're going to do a mission. And ha- having been on missions, this is a bad idea. Uh, yeah. The principal comes back and gets Steph. I'm thinking, this has to be the coach's house, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Steph grabs a bag of trash and dumps it. And then we cut to the inside of the coach's house and what's going on in there. Well, the coach is lamenting about his decisions and saying, I should have had him fall on the ball. And then his little daughter comes in. Daddy, there's some men playing in the lawn. And uh, the coach has Doug's sweater and my underwear. so <laughs> and, and my bald head. <laughs> but Steph is saying, this is a little crazy. And Yeah, because there's guys that are spray painting car- on the cars in the house. And... Steph tries to stop them, and one of the dudes pulls out a knife and cuts the tire. Right. And as he's trying to stop them, they push him. They knock him down, and the coach comes out. I haven't. There's a chicken hanging. Yeah, they they hung a chicken. They okay. Choked it first, but yeah, then they they hung a chicken. Yes, and these guys won't let Steph back into the car. Yeah, and he, he runs off in his letter jacket <laughs> with his number on it, and uh-huh. the coach sees him. And But there's a bunch of stuff that's written on the house, loser, choker, house for sale. And this figured game, a football game is going to be on a Friday, so this has to be the next week. So this is probably Monday, right? Oh, is this where he comes walking out into the field to apologize? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Brian is there, and Steph says he's going to talk to the coach, and Brian wants to know if he wants him to come with. Oh, no, I'm good. And then Vooch gives him a hey. And then Steph walks up to the coach. And this is the first of multiple times between now and the end of the film that Steph does what? Tries to apologize. I would just like to tell you that I'm sorry about what I said after the game. I didn't mean anything by it. Friday, since it's our last game, it's at home, and I'm a senior. Um, I really like to play, and it means a lot to me. And I feel really bad about what happened. I was hoping maybe you'd take me back on the team again. I'm sorry. So what? Real forgiving, aren't you? You were there. You were at the house, and I saw you. And the best thing you can do is get the hell out of here. I, I can explain about that. See, they picked me up. I just dumped a little garbage on your lawn. No. I tried to stop them. No. Uh-uh. You dumped garbage on me, my wife, and my little girl. Now leave me alone. What about the game? This, this is the last game. Please. 
played your last game. You are really fucked, man. No, son. You are. You know, they, they originally shot this a slightly different way where mm-hmm. Steph actually goes and he, he talks to the coach as the coach is playing an enduro racing video game. Yes. Ah! <laughs> you shit on my house. Man. No. You shit on my house. God damn, did, did you have that clip did you have that clip queued up before i texted you about it no i actually did not even th- and i i i can't believe i didn't because it's such an obvious thing and if i had if i had already done it when you text that to me i would have dropped that into the middle of that other clip yeah rather than I, I wish I would, separate- it was it was i had already sent you the clip and that always that's always a conflict I send you a clip and then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, I should have put this in there because then I, w- I don't want to confuse you because you're easy to confuse yet. <laughs> I don't want to send you another clip of the same thing and, and then go, hey, delete that last one. Use this one instead. Yeah, it's the nightmare versioning. and But yeah. the whole conversation between Steph and the coach and I think about when I was a senior – um, you know, I, I, I was on the varsity basketball team my junior year. I did not letter, um, partially because I didn't play enough, partially because I was suspended for half the season. But so, okay. So I thought you just had to be on the team to get a letter. You have to play a specific amount of time to get a letter. It's the coach's discretion. It is. Okay. You, I did not know that. And of all of the people on, from my class that were on the varsity basketball team my junior year, only one person lettered. Only one junior hmm. lettered. Who's that? Uh, the other Bob. Oh, okay. The quarterback. Yes. Okay. Who, who's probably as tall as Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. But for senior year, we had a different coach. Big, big fan of this guy. Big fan of this guy. We've talked about him before. Yes. And as we're going through tryouts, he, he interviewed us for our worthiness to be on the team. And he, he asked us why we wanted to be on the varsity basketball team. What about us made us think that we were worthy to represent Kettle Moraine? Hmm. Which, in retrospect, it's fucking Kettle Moraine. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but I, I, I was, I was very honest. I was very earnest in my response to him. I said, I remember when I was a kid and I was playing in LYBA the Laser Youth Basketball Association, basketball games, and we'd get tickets to the varsity games. And I'd get to go and I'd see J.J. Weber playing basketball. And these guys were gods to me. Win or lose. Yes. I remember my sister was big into going to like pep rallies and wearing laser gear for those J.J. Weber games. And I remember going to one or two of those games with her, and they looked like men. Oh, yeah. He got he got a scholarship to UW, to Madison. Oh, yeah. He played, like, I think all four years. He got drafted by the Bucs. That's right. He did. Didn't play. Uh, and I, I'm sure I've told the J.J. Weber story. 
Mm, I don't know, man. It was, I was two years removed from high school. So you would have been one year removed from high school, I think. And I was back in the area and I was playing in the alumni basketball tournament and I was playing with the class above me. So the class of 89 and we drank before the first game. And then we drank between the first game and the second game. We went down to the, I think it was the rusty blade at the time. Okay. And this is when for a bar that Joe Randa was one of the guys playing with Joe Randa, who ended up being in the major leagues forever. And that's when I actually had the conversation with him, asking him if he's ever going to make the big leagues. And he said, no, I will not. If I would have, I would have made it by now. And he got called up like two months later. Mm. But the first game we played was against the the class of 84, 85, something like that. Mm -hmm. Playing against J.J. Weber. Very first play, the guy dunks over me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I, I I can't do anything. The guy played fucking center, starting center for a Big Ten school. Well, they went, that team went one state, didn't it? No. Kettlemore never did. made, never for men's basketball, never made it to state. We were one game away my junior year. They never made it to even the state tournament for basketball for men. The The girls have won state twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, continue with the, your worthiness speech to be on the team. And just, I, I said, you know, I, I want to be someone that, a kid sees and says that they want to be like me, that I want to be someone that a kid looks up to me. And then I said, hold on a second. And I had to spit my tobacco into, you know, my, my, my can that I had with me. time. <laughs> hey ma, Hey ma, see that guy over there smoking a 100 and a can of chew and he plays basketball. I want to be just like him. I remember I was, I, I, I refed the OIBA games when I was a junior and I was a senior and after I quit the team and it actually wasn't as bad after I quit the team, but the year before when I was suspended for half the season, I had parents coming up to me like between games saying, Hey, I saw you on the bench and you were wearing a suit instead of being dressed up for the game. Are you hurt or something? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kind of got, you know, an athletic suspension (laughs) for not being morally correct. Is that be, you got caught smoking? No, no, that was when I got caught stealing a semester exam. Sheet. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. So, okay, so now basically, step. He's got nothing. He's got no football. He's got no scholarship, and he's got no woman. And he already tried getting football back. It. So, what does he do next? Oh, next he tries to apologize to Lisa. So he runs up to her on the street. How about it, Lisa? I was, uh, I was at band practice today watching you. You're real good. Yeah, I saw you there, Steph. I was thinking maybe I'd join the band so I could spend more time with you. How's that sound? Well, it sounds like Nickerson didn't take you back yesterday. Yeah, well, screw Nickerson. I don't need him. I got the grades of talent. I'll get my scholarship. Yeah, you probably will. You'll get your big football scholarship. I'll get nothing. What are you talking about? talking about a bunch of asshole jocks who can't even spell their own names, get scholarships to college, and I can't. Asshole jocks? Yeah. Kind of asshole who'd scream at his girlfriend who he says he loves in front of a busload of people. I don't need to be treated like that. Wait, Lisa, hold it. 
Look, I want to apologize about that. There was a lot of things going on. You just don't understand. I don't understand. You don't understand. I want to go to college and study music. But we can't afford it. And nobody in Ampipe gets a music scholarship, just football scholarships. So I'll be a grocery clerk. Stuck here, Steph. I haven't even got a chance. I'm 17 years old. It's not fucking fair. And you, you're so selfish. Don't even see it. God, I've been such an asshole, huh? Yes. spell my own name, though. No, Lisa, I mean... I don't know, what... I'm really sorry. What can I... What can I do to make, make it up to you? Just be my friend. And... This is what I meant when I said this is not a happy movie. Mm-hmm. And... I have um, a I have a niece who now I think she's probably almost thirty at this point, and she grew up next in the house next to where Jen grew up, her her sister's daughter, and she got a full ride to OU Ohio University, which is in Athens, and she was debating whether she was going to go to OU. Or whether she was going to go to the branch, which is like the difference between going to UW-Dub or going to UWM. Which now UW-Dub is an extension of UWM. So you can go there and get your core classes done on the cheap and stay at home. Mm-hmm. So, which is not bad. Right. But it's it's probably what my kids will do because I love my older son, but he ain't leaving home after high school, I can almost guarantee that. And I'm fine with that. He's a good boy. Um, but was it, was it an academic scholarship or athletic? Neither. It, okay. was, it was partially, it was partially needs based. Okay. And then also, you know, her grades were decent. And so she was on the fence. She was debating whether she was going to stay at home, go to the branch or go to OU main, main campus. And, I called her and I said, you know, this is your uncle Matthew and I, I want to offer you a deal. Um, go to OU main campus for a semester or for a year. If, if you don't like it, you want to come back home even after a semester, that's fine. But if you do that, if you, if you try and you you move, you go and you stay in the dorms and y- you do that, I'll give you $3,000. And this is not Jen's money. This is Matt's money. And that's a lot of money to Matt. It's not a lot of money to Jen. That's a lot of money to Matt. Because I wanted her to experience life outside of where she grew up Mm -hmm. and she opted to stay at home and go to the branch. So, you know, happy side of it is, you know, I saved three grand. (laughs) Okay. But, but he tries to stop her. Um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. He promises he will be there for her. Wait, wait, wait. He'll, he'll, he'll what? He promises yeah. that he will be there for her. Black eye, oh, like a dog. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. That's that's not it. Um. So, uh, have you ever thought about being there for her? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, just be there for her. Not following you. That's, that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we have any fruit? <laughs> um, <laughs> but he won't. He won't pressure her about sex, and she goes, "Yes, yeah, you, you will." And they kiss. And he says, you're so gorgeous, I just can't help it. Uh, love her so much, I just mess up. And he's going to carry her saxophone. And then we go to Vooch is talking to the coach. And what is he talking to the coach about? Uh, that he's got to quit school because he needs a job. And the coach says, you quit school and you'll be out on the streets. And he goes, let me make some calls. And a Boston college guy comes in and – Basically, the like, all right, Vooch, you're you're not a quitter, okay? Now, but get out of here. And he, he literally called him a quitter after the last game. Yeah, yeah. And now in my notes it says he's going to commit suicide or do something stupid. That's why I said he was going to eat a bullet earlier. But yeah. what is BC there for, though? It's not for the coach. What is? What are they there for? They want to see film on Steph. Well, a bunch of players, including Steph, and coach says, "Well, I'll get you a film on the other guys," but. Uh, Steph, yeah, fuck that guy. He's bad news. Yeah, I had to cut him. He's got an attitude problem. So, but uh, that afternoon, Brian comes home, and um, his brother is sitting on the front porch, and they have this conversation. I hope this is right. I don't know. How you doing? Want to use the car tonight? What? Yeah, just drop me off at the car. Not going to go to the game, huh? Nah, I'm gonna go get drunk. I got laid off today. Being 700 others. What are you gonna do? I told you I'm gonna go get shit face. That's what I'm gonna do. I mean, after that. sorry yeah he's sorry again Mm -hmm. and uh later steph is working on his homework well it's i don't know if it's his homework or if he's just drawing engineering schematics for fun because he's got a bunch of them pinned up on the wall and he hears uh, a saxophone and lisa is outside his playing the sax in her band uniform which if you're familiar with band uniforms at all that means she smells really fucking bad. Because <laughs> it's all like wool and satin. And they don't get washed very often. No. But do you know what song she's playing? Um, is it uh, the song by Peter Gabriel that John Cusack is playing through his boombox and say anything? <laughs> no, it's a uh, hooray for Mr. Touchdown. <laughs> In Revenge of the Nerds? Yes, that's that song. That's what she's is, playing. Are you serious? I swear to God. <laughs> Hooray for Mr. Touchdown. Da, 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 da. That's from the Alpha Beta, the, yes. the pie thing at yeah. the, the talent carnival. The, the talent, co- yes. And yeah. he runs give down. Me, 
Give me an give me what does it go? Give me an A. And then, then it eventually gets to Ogre and he's like, oh! <laughs> Give me an O <laughs> Alright. He comes down and he goes, Well, you should be at the game. And she says, It's cold up here. And no, she says she says that she hates football, but it's pretty cold out here. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Wanna go upstairs? Yeah. And yeah. They go upstairs. And does he have an exterior door to his bedroom? I think, I think so. But she wants to know what you were doing up here. He's well, why? What did you see? <laughs> <laughs> did you see my hand and my arm moving up and down real fast? That was somebody else here. Give me a Dutch rudder. <laughs> <laughs> but she asks if, if they're alone and, you know, he goes, yeah, well, take off your coat and stay a while. And she's, she's never been in his room before. No. That, that, that seems kind of, yeah, maybe not, I guess, but he, Asks where dad is at work. Turns she turns off the light and brother bar we loan. And this is after he showed her an undersea dome that he designed. Yeah, and I know that you know I have several text chains that have a lot of or regular activity on them. And there's one with you, which is about this, that, the other thing. And then there's one with you and lawn chair and myself, which is almost always about like Star Wars collectibles. Hey, this is on sale here or whatever. <laughs> and just like showing, hey, this is an undersea dome I designed. Um, hey, this is my uh, phase two clone trooper helmet. <laughs> <laughs> this is these are not the things that are going to get you laid in the real world. Yeah, yeah. this is this is my 1982 non swivel armed stalker GI Joe <laughs> figure with the original gun. Look at that. Isn't it awesome? He doesn't have a broken thumb because you know the eighty-two stalkers are notorious for having thumbs broken. <laughs> That's probably actually a real thing. It is. It is a real thing. Yes, uh, Duke and Scarlet were known for having their crotches broken, um, but that's because friend of show TJ would put them together, scissoring Scarlet and the Baroness that were scissoring. Yes, but she is totally nipping out, and she takes off her band bibs, and they start to undress. He takes off his crucifix, and this is this goes to the open of this this episode may poke your eye out. Her nipples when she takes off her bra, she doesn't have a bra. On. Oh well, whenever she take when she takes her shirt off, doesn't you know, have a shirt little, on. She has a shirt on. No, she doesn't. She she says you want to see a funny outfit. And well, first of all, she, she, after she asks if they're alone, Steph says, I can call somebody. And then she starts taking off her band clothes and she says something about want to see a funny outfit. She's wearing long johns. Okay. And she sees the picture of her and him at prom right over his bed. And he says, yeah, that's what I jerk off to. And, but he takes off his shirt. She takes off her. She's not wearing a bra. She's wearing a camisole. And then he okay. takes. So, when she takes that off, you know the door stopper that when you were a kid you go. <laughs> you'd hit, you, that's what her nipples do. It's it's like you know. It's like a pencil eraser. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very perky. And then we see both of their bushes. And this scene is way way more passionate than Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut. You've never seen any of it. I may have seen the Nicole Kidman like looking at herself in the mirror or something like that, just so I could see Nicole Kidman. The best part of Eyes Wide Shut is the first 20 seconds. Oh, all right. So just 
do that what you will. But uh, they get into his small bed and under the covers, and you know they exchange "I love yous." I actually broke up with a girl because she had a twin size bed, and she insisted that I spend the night, and I would just I couldn't sleep. I literally could not sleep lying next to her in that twin bed. So I had to break up with her because I just wasn't not going to put up with that. Well, why didn't you just buy her a new bed? Because I was poor. I was twenty one. You were never poor. <laughs> I was. Hey, man. What I from the time like right before I turned twenty one until I was like twenty three and a half, I was pretty poor. Yeah, th- those two years, you had to yeah. you had to light your cigars with fives instead of twenties. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I lived with a ledger man across the street from the high school. Our our rent was like less than two hundred bucks a month for a two bedroom apartment. I, I think I went there one time and I, I remember very, very little of it. I think that's because we were like wasted the entire time I was there. Perhaps. Yeah. But the next day, uh what is uh Well hold Lisa on a doing? second, they, but hold on a second, we forgot. They get in bed and they say I love you and then he bangs her. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, it's that choir, and they're singing Christmas songs. Yeah, and she's in the church choir, and he's there. He's got nothing else to do. And then all these other football players are there, and they're drinking and smoking heaters in the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Shadow is asking about schools he's heard from, and then Vooch says, uh, fuck schools, fuck Christmas. And then we see that Steph is writing letters to schools. <clears throat> this is yes. how far he's fallen from being actively recruited to now he's kind of like pushing his own stock. But what has happened with Brian in the meantime? Well, he just got married and Steph and Lisa are outside. They're all dressed up. This is after the wedding and he's going, he needs uh, two pickets to Pittsburgh for his honeymoon. Yeah. Cause they're going to see the, the penguins play. Uh-huh. How you doing? All right, how are you doing? Big day. <laughs> Heard Nickerson got that coaching job. Yeah, uh, apparently Guy Eloquent got a better offer. A toast to the bride, the groom, and the baby. May it be a boy. Let's throw you. Thanks. Look at this. I know. <laughs> Tracy always wanted a big wedding with a long gown. Every girl does, I guess. Sort of like we wanted to play for the Steelers, eh? And then we go to, I guess, a couple days later, a month later, or something. Yeah. A car pulls up to the school. Two guys get out. And it's a couple of... Police detectives? Police plainclothes police officers there to arrest Vucci. And, and yeah, as they come in, Vucci says, oh, oh shit. And he throws yeah. something to Lisa. What does he throw to her? I don't know. It's, it could be a, a you know, what is some, something that he was trying to fence. I don't know. But the coach is like, what the fuck? Where are you taking him? And they said, uh, jail for armed robbery. And Vucci says, help me coach. And, Mm, well, not a whole lot that he can do, right? Well, the coach says, uh, or he Vooch says to the coach, come on, what are you, chicken? 
And then in the next scene, Lisa and Steph are in the bar. And who are there, they there to talk to? The principal. How about it, Mr. Bosco? Mr. Hey, Bosco? Steph, Lisa Litsky. What can I do for you? Mr. Bosco, <clears throat> I have a real problem. Coach Nickerson must be blackballing me because of stuff at his house that night. I was hoping that maybe you could talk to him and tell him what really happened. What really happened? Look, it's like no college will even touch me now. Come on, Bosco. The whole town knows. Knows what? That I was there? <laughs> hey, fellas, was I in Nickerson's house? Did I trash it? Were you there? <laughs> Were any of you there? <laughs> Please, you gotta help me. I don't gotta do anything. Listen, I don't plan on spending the rest of my life here. I mean, now you can't even get a job in that goddamn mill. The goddamn mill? Is that your problem, Steph? Hey, fellas, Steph's got a problem with the goddamn mill. You mean that mill over there where your father works? Where your brother works? Where my brother was laid off. Where my father worked and his father before him and everybody who made this town what it is? You mean what it was? You too good for us or something? No, sir, I just want to go to college. <laughs> Steph. <laughs> Steph, what's the matter, Steph? <laughs> you getting tired of Polak pussy? <laughs> Son of a bitch. And the bartender jumps over the bar and breaks it up. And I think it's uh, Steph's. No, Bosco says, I'll see you around. Yeah. And then the next day. This is the worst principal ever. Not encouraging his kids to go to college. Giving them uh, drinks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy is, he is horrible. But uh, Lisa gets dropped off at the coach's house and she wants to talk to the coach's wife. And yeah. the yeah, the wife answers the door and Lisa says, can I uh, talk to you for a minute? And she's pleading Steph's case to the wife. And we cut back to Steph and he's on the phone. And I think he's talking to John Locke. Mm-hmm. Yes. And well, first of all, Lisa says that, you know, he didn't do it. He's just a kid that wants to go to college and it's your husband that is stopping him. Then yes, we cut back. Steph's on the phone with John Locke and he says, well, if there's a spot open, let me know. And, and then, then we cut back to the ladies and they have this conversation. So would you go with him? I'm a junior. I have a whole year left. What about after you graduate? You know, if he leaves here, you'll probably lose him. I have to let him go. I love him. I was in love with someone in high school. We were going to get married after graduation. But the Army took him. And I went to North Carolina State and met Vern. What do you want to do, Lisa? I want to study music. Then do it. What happened to that boy from high school? Tommy? Oh, I guess he's back in Parkersburg. I haven't thought about him in a hundred years. God, I loved him. No more than I love Steph. Are you anybody's Tommy from Parkersburg? Mm. Mm. No, certainly not. I've never, no, Uh, no, no. For sure not. <laughs> I, I, I was not a lovable back then. I was, I was a pretty selfish, not 
good boyfriend until I met my missus. And even then, I wasn't the good, I wasn't the, I was a pretty good boyfriend. Oh, there's my waffle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I wasn't a great communicator. I didn't know relationships. I had, you know, a poor influence way growing up. So we've had this conversation a gazillion times. You know, my, my impression of what a good relationship was, was not great. Um, and it took me till after, breaking up with my missus and then reading the book men are from Mars, women are from Venus and doing some self-reflecting and then dating some other women and learning how to be a good boyfriend and, and mate. And then the rest is history. Yeah. I, I want to think that at least I, I, I cross at least one or two people's mind every now and then. You think so? I I want to. I don't think I do. Yeah. You know, I I think that they they just see me as that two-week, that two-month, that four-year mistake that they made. (laughs) It's it's, it's that thing you you try to forget about, you know? It's like they're in college, they're experimenting. (laughs) Like like herpes, like something I want to get rid of, but I really can't. And And it comes, it flares up every once in a while. That's that's a whole different conversation, but um, as as we're watching this film and get to this point in the film, and especially with what the principal's wife said, the the coach's wife. Oh, sorry, you're right, the coach's wife, and it says principal's wife in my notes, but it, you're right, it's the coach's wife. I'm thinking this movie came out before I would have been on a date seeing this film, but if I had seen this film on a date, this is a shitty date movie. Because mm-hmm. what the the coach's wife basically just said is, yeah, the guy you're with now, you won't even think about him for a long time because he'll just be gone. So why why bother focusing on it? Yeah. Well, but even Lisa says, she's like, I'm going to lose him. I know that, but I love him. So I want what's best for him. But um, – but- the, that they, night, they continue with oh. before that they compi- bleh, they continue walking and they show the town, which is just depressing. And then mm-hmm. we go back to Steph, who's continuing to make calls. And this is actually when he's talking to John Locke. He wasn't before. And this oh. guy he was a dick to, John Locke. And later the the his dad, Steph's dad, goes into his room with some coffee and or, or tea or something. I don't know. Steph's in bed. And he's he's very he's very upset. You ashamed of me, Papa? What are you talking about? That's crazy. You're my son, I love you. Why would I be ashamed of you? I don't know. I must have done something really wrong for this to happen to me. You've done nothing wrong, Stefan. You're a good boy. Not entirely true. I love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. Your mother was always proud of you. I know you're hurt. It's okay, I understand. I love you, and I'm proud of you. I'm never prouder of you than right now. Dick ever tell you he's proud of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. No, I mean, not a lot. It's, or, 
in in a way of of like you know he knows many of my customers, and he'll you know say, oh yeah, they tell me that Doug is always so nice and and communication and always on time, no matter what, and and that's his way of telling me, hey, I heard this about you. That's his, that's his way of saying I'm proud of you. I don't know. Has he ever looked me in the eyes and said, I'm proud of you? I, I don't know, man. No. One time. I don't know. And, and I could actually give you the exact date that it happened. <laughs> when you walked over to the Lincoln statue on your graduation day? Yeah, I've told this story, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's weighed on me, you know. But it, it doesn't mean that I didn't know. Um, but it, it's a thing, yeah. as a parent, you know, you you hope that you learn from – I don't even want to call them mistakes, but that's what they were of your parents. And, you know, you do things better. And I know that if you ask my kids, they would say, I've never said it, but I know that I have. And I also, you know, try to, I I try to let them know without being overburdensome. If that makes sense. Because I, yeah. I want them to have their life. I don't want them to, but I still want them to know that I'm there if they need me. Yeah. I, my dad comments more on my parenting skills and my ability and, and my actions as a father. And he'll say so very briefly and then he'll bring it back to himself. Like I was a good dad. We did this when I was, when, you know, when you were little, we did this, like trying to justify because we've talked about it. He was a good father, but he wasn't a great father. I feel like I've learned from his mistakes and then also the, the corrections that my missus has given me as a parent, mm -hmm. um, that I'm a way better father than he was. And I think he knows that and then tries to justify like, well, I was okay. I was, you know, and want, and he, then he wants me to say, yeah, dad, you were. And I will say that. You know, and, and he'll beat it. Sometimes he'll beat himself up and I'll be like, Hey man, don't, it was a long time ago. I said, look at me. I turned out okay, didn't yeah. I? You know, it's, and I'll try and kind of pat him on the back and go, it's okay. You, you, you did the best <laughs> that you could, dad. You know, d d <laughs> does, does he ever rewrite history as far as oh, what happened oh, and what didn't oh, happen? Yeah. My mom is way more guilty of it than my dad. My mom has an, like a completely alternate reality of life. My life as a child, um, and my dad, not as bad. Yeah, I just there was there was one time in particular that you know we always used to joke about the things that never happened, and mm -hmm. the the only the only good thing is I had my brother as you know witness you know somebody who actually <laughs> saw this shit happen. So yeah. because I tell it and my my parents say oh that never happened and my brother would be like well yeah it kind of did. There was uh you know we were, I had a shovel. And I, you know, put my the, my the bread bags on my feet and put on my boots, went out and I shoveled. And there was, I think my brother was fucking around or something. And he was by the door to, to the house. Cause you have the garage and then the door from the garage into, into the house. Mm -hmm. And I threw a snowball at him or something. And the snowball hit off him and fell into my dad's boots and then my dad went out to snowblow and he put his foot into the boot full of snow. <laughs> Bread bag or not, you're going to feel that. Yeah. 
And I just got the ass whipping of all ass whoopings. And it was, you know, I, I, I got spanked a lot when I was a kid. And there's very few times I can actually point out and say, okay, this time happened. This one was, my ass was literally black and blue. And, mm. and it's like, I, yeah. I, I could not sit. And it's like, no, that never happened. And my brother's like, if I, if I said to my brother, Hey, you remember when my ass was black and blue? He's like, Oh yeah. When he got snow in dad's boots. So <laughs> it mm. happened. But, um, staff apologizes again to his dad. And then we're at a high school party and they have mm-hmm. a, they have a keg. I, I cannot remember ever having a keg at a high school party. Seriously? No, we always had, I always remember just people like with beer. Well, like cans oh, I, of beer. No, I remember, no, I remember like at, at, yeah, I remember there being kegs at high school parties. How do you not remember that? We, there, actually, we, there was always keggers, man. Actually, the only time I remember there being a keg was at Banshee's graduation. Because yeah, I remember that for uh, Banshee's high school graduation, her mom bought a keg. And they had a big okay. backyard. And, yes. And we were sitting there drinking. I was 21 at the time. And I was there with Chad Morgan. And the cops showed up. And, you know, they're rounding people up, whatever. And Chad Morgan and I, we picked up the keg and we carried it over to a corner of the yard. And we were just pounding beer. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops came over and they said, what are you doing? We're 21, man. We are just drinking. We didn't buy the keg. We are just drinking. <laughs> And yeah. that's the only time I ever remember there being a keg. And there, I'm sure there were other times, but I, I remember it usually being cans. And it was always like somebody would have like Mickey's Big Mouth and stupid shit like that. A lot of Meisterbrow in old Milwaukee. And and, um, and Meisterbrow was because it was cheap. Yeah. And was, I remember the rumor was, oh, yeah, this was Meisterbrow is the, like the bottom of the tanks when they make Miller High Life. What was the one that looked, if you looked at the logo upside down, it looked like Batman was eating a girl out? Red Bull? No, Red, Red Dog. Bull. Was uh, it Red Dog? Red Dog. Yeah, I think it was Red Dog. Okay, but anyway. Um, okay, Brian Brian is there with his pregnant wife. There's kids playing quarters. I hated playing quarters. I was okay I at quarters. Not, I was not good. I, did I, not, I was okay. I did not like playing drinking games because that's what would get me sick is like pounding beer, and I hated pounding beer. Well, people would get um, vindictive. You would like, okay, this is the person we're targeting, so every time mm-hmm. somebody gets a quarter in, drink, drink, drink. Yeah. And, and you had people that were sharks at quarters that could just go round after round after round after round, and they could they could, they could, could bury you. Yeah. But there's a guy that, that was, who had my sweater in the locker room. He makes a toast to Vucci, uh, Steph and Lisa are there. There's a bunch of dancing. There's uh, Shadow yells. I just out of the blue. I don't know why he no- get suddenly gets this news that he's going to West Virginia. I'm assuming that there's a phone call. I'm assuming that's what the call was. Well, that's kind of a weird time to get a phone call. But um, hey, I'm going to be at this drinking party. Can you just forward all my calls? <laughs> well, maybe it's Shadow's party. I don't and know. it could be. But then Steph makes a stupid speech at the party. Hey. Oh, thank you, guys. Actually, don't you want to talk about how he's disappointed in Brian first? Um, you have disappointed I, in Brian, then stupid speech later. Oh, that's right. He is. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, he's disappointed in Brian. Oh, <laughs> good for him. You know, I always wanted to go to West Virginia. 
Hey, Shadow, here's to West Virginia. There's to it. <laughs> Messy, right, Brian? Steph, man. I'm gonna have a kid. It's more important than any damn college. I got what I want. I really do. I really got what I want. Who's Brian trying to convince here? Steph or himself? Himself. And I've, I've been on both sides of that. I've been the person trying to convince somebody else of how great my situation is, or I've seen somebody else trying to rationalize how their position is great. But I think everybody knows, everybody can see through the facade there. Mm -hmm. But uh, Lisa is talking to Tracy who is not only showing, but she's also drinking. <laughs> yeah. Not great, Bob. Uh, but there's now also slow dancing. And Steph is talking to somebody, and he's got a job. And what is his new job going to be? Uh, cleaning out a blast furnace. Yeah, he's doing demo work, blowing up a place that people used to work. Yes. And the dude that he's talking to is like, hey, my dad worked there for like 14 or 15 years. And then Steph gets up in front of everybody and he gives a stupid speech. Is, is it worse than my brother's best man speech or <laughs> I, I, I tried, I tried bringing it back around and tried giving you the, a good speech. It worked, I, I it saw worked it. for you. <laughs> it, 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 it was worked. nothing about bringing it back for me. That was all about you, Doug. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. <laughs> you want to make yourself look good. It's like, Hey, Ladies, I'm here. I'm available. But this is the speech that Steph gives. Hey, oh, thank you, God. On the fifth day, he created cheerleaders. Ah, amen. And commanded that they wear short skirts and do car wheels. And that was very good. I mean, I mean, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> and on the sixth day, he created the football player. And fans paid money to watch them hurt. That was good. On the seventh day, they all played football. Six two stack monster. Six two stack monster. Three, three. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? But a bunch of them destroy um, Shadow's coffee, coffee table. table. <laughs> yes. Into that clip. And then Steph jumps in his Suburban and goes down to the restaurant down the hill, and he's having a coffee. And who else is there? Oh, the coach is there with his wife. And then uh, Steph pays his bill with uh, French Revolution money. <laughs> was it? Was it? Fr- no, it was it French Revolution money or was it Roman money? It might. I can't remember. <laughs> it's one of the other. I thought it was French. The French Revolution money. It was the same year, same class. But yes, and I, you you want to give some context around that or no? Uh, it, it was my was it my sophomore year? It's my sophomore year of high school. You would so you would have been a junior. My brother had people over. You were there. I remember like scraping the resin out of a bong and smoking it with the criminal, and then just being completely wasted and we we're going to go to family chef family chef yep that's right i couldn't yeah. come up with the name of the restaurant but yeah family right chef. and it was you and me and the criminal correct 
Uh, it was it suburb- only it was, us three? Yes, it was just the three of us. And, and I and 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 in sophomore year history, we had something. Was French Revolution or was it, where we had like dollar money money. One this. one year was the Greek Roman debate, and the other one was the French Revolution. And it was we had money for this unit of history, and I for some reason I had a bunch of that money in my wallet, and we were I was wasted. I know that. Oh yeah, you I prob- was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was not. And I kind of knew the waitress, and that's how we paid was with that money, (laughs) and then we just walked out of there. But the coach and his wife know that Steph is there, and Steph is walking out, and then he stops, and he he walks over, and this is where it's interesting. He walks over, and he's not talking to the coach. He basically ignores the fact that the coach is there. He is talking. Just to the wife. Yes. And he, he tells the wife he was there the night that their house got messed up and he's sorry. And then he leaves and the wife and the coach kind of share a back and forth look. And then the coach runs out to the, the street to actually talk to Steph. Georgievich, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you. We got nothing to talk about. So where are you going? Where am I going? Yeah. No place, man. I mean, uh, Shadow, he's going to West Virginia. He just found out tonight. And Tank's going to Furman. Oh, you knew that already. And and you're going to Cal Poly. Mouse. Mouse is going to college. He's going to play ball. I mean, I'm just going to hang out here. I don't know. Hey, Nickerson. You lied about me. Blackball. Together. Remember that? Together, together, together. That was all just bullshit. What? Full of shit, man. You just sit there in your office. Scholarship here, no scholarship there. He goes, he stays. Who in the hell gave you that power? He's just a coach. Just a high school football coach. I mean, there there are 22 starting players, offense and defense, on a football team. Mm -hmm. So more or less, 25% of the people, of the starters on this football team receive scholarships to college. They should be fucking dominant as hell. Yeah, they they would be able to kill everybody. <laughs> right, right. But now Steph is working in a foundry. There's sparks everywhere. It was crazy. Did you see all like the tall ladders that were going up to these really high catwalks and stuff with yes. dudes up up there? Look, OSHA was probably not around in '83, was it? I'm sure OSHA was, but not the way that it is now, but this is honest work. It's fucking brutal work though. Yeah. And I I thought it was just with his brother, but his dad is there also as well. But this is his life now. Uh Uh-huh. And and that is if he's lucky. If he's lucky, he can bust his ass doing backbreaking labor for 40 hours a week. And 
come home just covered in grime and sweat and grease. And this is in no way disparaging people that do this because this is fucking honest work. But this is so depressing because this is a kid that had an opportunity to go to college, to get out of this this cycle of poverty that this city is, especially as the steel mill and all these other foundries are drying up. And it's just an overwhelming sense of dread and depression. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Steph and his brother get off the back of a flatbed truck and they join join a group that are people that are walking off the, the job site. And I think this yeah. is the same stairs from the beginning of the film, even though it's supposed to be a different place. And they go up these metal stairs and Lisa's there and the mm-hmm. dad is there as well. But who else is there? Well, the coach is there. Lisa brought the coach there. And yeah. And she says, he's been looking for you. Just talk to him. And they have this conversation. Yeah. Just talk to him, huh? Hi, Greg. Thank you. Okay. Georgievich. I've come here to apologize to you. I wanted to tell you that I'm sorry about what I did. You know, uh, I was wrong. Sorry. Uh, And uh, I'd also like you to come play football for me, Cal Poly, on this full scholarship. You want to run that by me again? Yeah, I want you to play football for me, son. Yeah, you're just doing this to make yourself feel better. Yeah, I am. You're damn right. You know something? I feel a hell of a lot better right now. Full <laughs> well, scholarship, huh? Yeah. I'm one of the finest engineering schools in the country, so sign it. Come on, Steph, just sign it. I love you. I want you to. Just sign it. What about you, Lise? Huh? Sign it. Pop? Yeah? Hey! Karowski! You tell Bosco I'll be seeing him around. There, there, there's a couple things from that clip. He he goes to his says to his dad, he says to Lisa, What do you think, Pops? What do you think, Lisa? And he actually asks Lisa what she thinks after she already says something, so he's ignoring her. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he tells the coach. You're just doing this to make yourself feel better. And the coach says, yeah, and it makes me feel a lot better. And this whole moment, this is a, this is a fairy tale moment. It's a milestone moment for him. And there, everybody has things where their life pivots. I remember I, I was living in Waukesha and I came home and I had a voicemail and I got the job or the job offer that brought me to Ohio. And, you know, I called them back and I had that conversation and I knew my life would never be the same. See, full disclosure, when you were moving to Ohio, I was a little bit pissed, but (laughs) also it was kind of like, he'll be back because I had plenty of friends who had moved away and had come back. Well, the the people that actually transferred me there, the company I went to work for, they said, 
he, he will be there like two months and he'll be back <laughs> because there's no way that somebody can at 24 years of old, 24 years of age, just pick up, move someplace and be fine in a new location and kind of just build their life there. But, you know, I was up until the point I got that job offer. I was in, I wasn't in a spiral, but I was going nowhere. You know, I, I didn't have opportunity. I didn't, it was a thing where this was my one chance. I, and I remember, and I've brought this up with my mom many times because when I talked to my parents about it, I said, Hey, I got this job offer and they were excited. I got this job offer. And then I said, and I have to move to Columbus, Ohio. And that's where the the tone changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, well, I I don't think you should go. (laughs) Okay. And I I said, why not? I I don't know if you can do this. I'm like, I'm 24 years old. And what do you want me to do? You want me to stay here and continue to work at American TV and not sell computers to people? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, what, what do you want me to do? And I mean, in that way, I related to this scene a little bit, but he he ends up signing, and then the coach and Steph shake hands. I understand that Steph has had enough of a reality check that he can put thing, some things aside, but is, is he going to be able to go and play for him with him being his coach for four years? <sighs> After he knows that he shit on his house, I don't know, man. No, I'm talking it, about it, I'm talking about Steph with the coach because the coach right. fucking blackballed him. I'm not talking about the the the, the coach being able to deal with Steph because Steph shit on his house. I'm talking about Steph being able to deal with the coach who blackballed him. Yeah, I don't. Maybe, it goes both ways. Yeah. Just like, but you know. this, I mean, but this is Cal Poly. Obviously, this is a California college. Mm-hmm. So he's basically moving pretty much as far away as he possibly can from. His girlfriend. And then, you know, he, he thanks the coach and it's like, no, thank you. But next time, go for the ball. Yes, sir. And then he picks Lisa up and spins her around. And how does it end? Freeze frame, freeze frame. Freeze frame! Okay, your movie. Go ahead. Um, Hold on a second. This, this was kind of a weird ending with the credits because the credits started with the songs that were in the movie and and each song when they show in the credits it showed us what it told us what scene that song was played in so they were really banking on this soundtrack to, to <laughs> hit i think yeah I, I don't even think you get this on vinyl or a cassette yeah and then it goes to a shot of a serbian or polish orthodox church uh it was okay i mean it wasn't great I'll never watch it again, but you know, it was one of those holes in my in my Tom Cruise library. Okay, Vanilla Vanilla Sky is one that I haven't seen. I have not seen that one. Um, Eyes Wide Shut, I haven't seen. It's not good. Um, I've seen the the Spanish Fly movie. Losing it. Okay, I've, I that's with uh, Shelley Long. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Huh. I have not seen um, Born on the Fourth of July. Okay. I've seen that one. That's surprising me that you haven't seen that. That's part of the Oliver Stone Vietnam trilogy. Uh, so for me, 
you know, I, I've seen this film before. Did it hold up? Yeah. This is, I, I said before, this reminds me a lot of The Last American Virgin. I don't think it's as good as Last American Virgin. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's a film that I, I now have this in in my mind of whenever I'm too happy or I'm too upbeat or I'm too good with wh- what life has given me, I can watch this film and, and feel shitty about myself. So that that's good to have that to go to because okay. that's, that's what I use Last American Version to, for is it, it's a film that is just going to kind of kick my dick in the dirt a little bit. Okay. But uh, we, I would recommend this film. I would. Yeah, sure. I would recommend it. But like I said, it's, you know. It's not great, but I enjoy no. it. Yeah. And it's it's a movie that I, like I said, probably won't watch ever again. So, yeah. Well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. There you go. And then we get to Jen. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. It rocked. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Not a fun film to watch with her because she wanted to talk about stuff. (laughs) With you and your $175 mistake. (laughs) Well, that and and then uh, the whole fact of, you know, when the principal is talking to him in the bar... It's like, what are you getting sick of Polish push, pussy? And she's like, you realize I'm Polish. And, you know, she she came from a town like Ampipe. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, yeah, but, yeah. Watcha. All right. Watcha. 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 Watcha watching. All right. I watched Shotgun Wedding with uh, Josh and jennifer lopez okay yeah it's it was a Jen fun watch I, it was she does this thing it's where she wants to fuck him and she basically strips down to her her panties and then like a, a half shirt god her legs and her ass are five finger chef kiss Mwah. josh for being duhamel there you go. For I, I think she's older than Jen. Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. I think she's like 54, 55. But man, she looks good. Jennifer Coolidge does not. She's 53. No. Oh, she, she is an RCH older than Jen because she was born in July of 69 and Jen was born later in 69. So. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. She's. She's as big as a house. And she can't and then, be that much older, is she? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I watched You People with um, Eddie Murphy and, oh, God, why can't I think of the 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 fat guy from- Seth Rogen? Super, super bad. No, not Seth Rogen. Uh, she's uh, 61 years old, by the way. Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. Yeah, no. Jonah Hill. Who's the fi- Jonah Hill. Um, I, I didn't finish watching it because I, I was kind of offended because of the blatant use of the N-word okay. in that movie that 
I don't know if there's another, I don't know if there's a word in the English language that can be used by one group of people, but nobody else can use that word. I mean, you don't hear Jewish people calling themselves the K word. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, you know, it was after being told you shouldn't, you know, come on, let's be honest. We threw that word around a lot when we were younger because we were dumbasses. And now as you get older, you're like, okay, that was really offensive. And especially being told, yeah, you can't use that word. You can't, you know, it's, that's, that's the, that's the bad, that's the one that will get you fired, canceled, divorced, kicked out of school, all of the above. Oh yeah. It's, 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 you know, there's, there's no wiggle room there. Yeah. And, and there's then, something stupid with uh, Tom, Tony Romo didn't say it, but people think, yeah. oh, he might have been thinking about saying it. It's like, come on, give me a yeah. fucking break. Right. Right. I saw that. But the blatant use of, of that word, and it's, you know, Dave Chappelle's another one that uses it a ton in his in his stand-up. Yeah. And, and for some reason, that doesn't bother me when Dave Chappelle does it. But to hear Eddie Murphy using it, talking about other black people and it was just, it was kind of offensive. So I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. Um, uh, I started doing a rewatch of the show Reacher on Amazon. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good show. Yeah. I watched uh, Reacher on, but that's on a different channel. Yes. That's, um, and then I watched NFL Sunday and, uh, sorry folks, we're all out of QBs. We're going to have the punter taking snaps next. Yeah. I mean, what a great story. And now the dude's going to need like Tommy John surgery and be out for a year. What a fucking blow. Well, you I know mean, what's going to happen. Uh, Brady's going to the 49ers. Uh, Purdy is going to be his backup. Um, the the person who is supposed to be the starting quarterback is going to go to Tennessee. And Trey Lance. Yeah. The only question is where Garoppolo is going to end up. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and then I'm, I've got like 10 minutes left in the third episode of last of us. And it's, I don't, in the game, I don't know if these two guys are gay or if they just made them gay. Um, I, I saw it coming. I mean, I saw it from my way. I was not shocked at all, but still, you know, call me. I'm just, just walk away, Doug. (laughs) Just walk away. Sad Hulk music playing. Just walk away. But no, it's just. Watching two dudes, especially one that you know is straight, like making out with another dude and like the guy going down on the other. It just makes me uncomfortable. I, I just it's, think it's, of, you know, it, it's, I, I, I have a beard I, sometimes, right? Yes. Well, they're, they, they were, they're, they're bears. Yeah. Well, that was what I said to Jen. It's like, it's two bears in the wild. But <laughs> yeah. I just remember back in the eighties mm-hmm. going down on a, on a girl. And how uncomfortable that was on your face. (laughs) Okay. That's what making out with another dude with a, with a beard would be like. And then you got to think, does my missus, is she like, oh, this is horrible. She doesn't like, she likes me with a goatee, but like all winter long, I have a full beard, which I keep nice and trimmed. It's not all scraggly and stuff. I keep it pretty short. She does not like the beard. Um, Oh, Jen hates what I do with my goatee, especially when I get creative and I look like what, someone from you, the Hunger Games. Do you put like little beads in it as with a braid that comes down? No, we already talked about this where I look like um, Dennis Hopper. 
Oh, as a cuck? Yeah. I had the trident. I had the trident okay. going. All right. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, it was still, I thought it was a good episode. I know Jen said that she did not care for that episode. I liked it. Um, it doesn't advance anything though. That's the, that's the problem there is the story, the story is, go ahead. Sorry. That episode had an agenda. It did. I, I'm fine with that, but I, I'm stop just. Stop playing with, hey, hey, hey. Stop, stop playing, playing with your bottle, bottle caps. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, dude. There, there is a finite number of episodes for this series. And you have Din Djarin and Uncanny Valley Chick. They have to go someplace. Mm-hmm. They dedicated 90% of an episode to two characters that only exist within that one episode, and they don't do anything to advance the story. And it's not a short episode. It's like 122 minutes long. No, yeah. not 122 minutes. An hour and 22, 22 yeah. minutes long. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. So it is, I was reading online about, before I watched it, about how this is the the best episode of TV in the last 15 years. No, it's not. I, I can't say what is, but I can say that it is not. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it was good. It it had interesting moral choices that happened throughout it, but ultimately for the story is trying to tell, it has no purpose in the broader story. And it is a it's a wasted episode. And we've talked about the Bad Batch, which we couldn't watch this week because it doesn't come out till tomorrow. Right. How when you have a series that has a finite number of episodes a season, you cannot have these episodes where they're just wasting time. And that's what this one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then that's it. That's pretty much all I've watched. Uh, I did see a thing about how, um, not with the, the girl in last of us, but did you watch the, the Netflix series about chess? No. Same thing. The, the star of that is a little bit uncanny Valley where, her eyes are a little bit oddly placed on her head where she doesn't okay. look quite right. Same kind of thing. But um, so for me, Last of Us talked about that. Watched uh, Amazing Race, a couple episodes of that. Watched the first 40 minutes of Ghostbusters 2. And I watched uh, Urban Cowboy. With uh, Dustin Hoffman and... um. Midnight, John Voight? Midnight Cowboy. That's Midnight Cowboy. Urban, oh. Urban Cowboy is with John, Tra- John, John Travolta. Travolta and Deborah Winger. Yeah. There you go. All right. Okay. You've never seen um, Saturday Night Fever, right? No. So Saturday Night Fever and then Urban Cowboy was immediately afterwards. John Travolta made his career playing assholes. The, the main character of Urban Cowboy is awful. <laughs> He's a terrible person. Okay. And uh Scott Glenn, who talked about earlier, plays uh another dude in there who got out of prison and is fucking John Travolta's wife in it. And it's it's a good movie, but goddamn is it depressing. But there is a Mandela effect with that film is I would have sworn to God there was a scene in this film. And 
I watched the film and I, I was waiting for it and it was not there. And I, so then I started Googling, did HBO Max cut this scene from this film? Mm-hmm. And it's a scene where he's in a pickup truck and he's on the highway and he's doing like 70 miles an hour in reverse on the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not an urban cowboy. It's in Hooper <laughs> with Burt Reynolds. Who was a stuntman in that movie. Yes. Is this, is Urban Cowboy, is this about a, like, is he like a mechanical bull rider or something? Well, he rides a mechanical bull. That's not his job, but that's one of the things he does in that, yeah. Okay. That's like his pastime? Well, that's what he does for fun. Oh, all right. Then he fucks broads, but yeah. Okay. So I think you have something, so. Howdy, partners. Now it's time for Listener Reaction Roundup. Yeah, a friend of show, Bill, who is uh, one of my den leaders, we were texting back and forth about um, his scouts put on a, a, a uh, it, they're tiger scouts. And when we go to this winter cabin camping event next weekend, our tiger scouts always put on a magic show because that's one of their electives that they can do. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. I mean, they're, they're 50% of the scouts fuck up. And I always have to tell, all the older scouts, hey, you've probably seen most of these tricks and you know how they're done. Be courteous. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go and clap. And it's it's a big confidence building thing for these seven-year-olds. Let it go. Sorry. Thank you. And he texted me back. And he's like, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm really digging the podcast. He's like, I've been bouncing around, but I, I really liked Revenge of the Nerds. And then he talked about the song. Um you know, lambda, 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 and Omega Moo. He's like, that was like my favorite song after I saw that movie. And then I reminded him that, yeah, I used to sing that on the bus. <laughs> okay. That That's it? it. That's it. So. Our posts did finally make it into some newsfeed, okay. by the way. I, you know, I'm, I'm very cautious and conscientious about where and how I present the whole idea of the whole podcast idea. And when I talk about somebody specifically, even though I don't reference them by name, I, I try to let them know about it Uh huh. just because I, I think that's only fair. Oh, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let Dan know. I told Dan last night, I said, oh yeah, I'm going to be mentioning you and your wife on the podcast. And then I'll let Bill know, Hey, I made a shout out to you at the end of the podcast and he'll go and listen to it probably. I mean, not if I'm talking absolute shit about them, but no, (laughs) no, no, you're not going to call. You're not, we're not going to call Dion and Daryl Stanislavski. (laughs) I wouldn't say anything bad about them. One Stanislavski. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) But last week, uh, it was actually a follow up of what Matt had forgotten to talk about was the Christmas tree thing. Okay. The guy that works for me, I actually, I went in and I made sure, okay, is there every anything in here that could be seen as wrong or actionable? And there wasn't. So I, I sent the clip about the, the whole Christmas tree thing, about a guy on a conference call having the Christmas tree up. And I, I sent it to him in email. I just I clipped up that part and just sent him that part of it. And he sent me a thing back on Teams and said, you know, that's hilarious. And by the way, the, the Christmas tree will come down at the end of the month. So if uh, when I'm on a conference call with him in like eight hours, if that 
trees up, there will be hell to pay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so ready to move on to next week? Yes. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie, and I think I like it. So it is a new season, which means all things reset, which is important to keep in mind. Tom Cruise plays Steph in this week's movie. He plays Ron Kovic in 1989's Born on the Fourth of July. Lily Taylor plays Jamie Wilson in that film. She plays Corey Flood in next week's 1989 classic. Life Force. Terry O'Quinn plays Freeman Smith in next in this week's movie. He plays Yancey in 1996's Primal Fear. Fucking awesome movie. John Mahoney plays Shaughnessy in that film. Mahoney plays James Court in next week's 1989 classic. Still have no idea. Leah Thompson plays Lisa in this week's movie. She plays Joanne Prohaska, no relation, in 2011's Thin Ice. Alan Arkin plays Gorvey Hauer in that film. Arkin plays Dr. Oatman in 1997's Gross Point Blank. Oh, I love that film. John Cusack plays Martin Blank in that film. Cusack plays Lloyd Dobler in next week's 1989 classic. What do you want to do with your with your life, Lloyd? I want to make something, but I don't want to work for anybody. Say anything. We talked about that film in this podcast. <laughs> I know we did. <laughs> okay. You've never seen Say Anything. Oh, I, I, You're not vetoing it? I'm shocked. <laughs> really? No, I love that movie. Oh. It has been forever since I've seen it, but I really like that movie. Jamie Gertz is in that, isn't she? Yes, she is. Oh, the beautiful Jamie Gertz. Oh, I have to reload then because I had something all queued up. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I 100% because I had two films I was potentially going to go with this week. Oh. With the expectation that you were going to veto it. I, I, okay. No, I've never seen – say anything. I've never seen it. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Gross Point Blank? No, I have not. Ooh, you're, you know what? Your John Cusack library is really I, lacking. You haven't I, seen that. You haven't seen High Fidelity. Nope. Wow. I, I saw the, the hotel room one he was in. That one was okay. That's man, gross point blank. I saw the one where he, he plays the, the the number station. The number station. That's a good movie. The number station. I don't know what that is. I don't it's know a thriller. I still don't know what you're talking about. Is that the name of the movie, the number station? Pretty sure, yeah. And then, you know, uh hot tub time machine. You know what? Just out of out of that you should I should kick you in the balls for not seeing this movie, you should watch Gross Point Blank. Yeah, I'll think that's about a that. movie you could watch with Jen. Yeah, uh Number Station, 2013, John Cusack and Melon Ackerman. Melon Ackerman. Oh, she's a she smoke gets, show. She gets naked in a bunch of movies. She yeah. gets naked in a movie with Ben Stiller. Oh yeah, the one I think Jennifer Aniston's in that. Uh no. something about Polly? No. No, that's uh, that's the chick from Will and Grace that's in something about Polly. Malin Ackerman. She was in. Um, she's in. She well. She was in Billions. Okay. Yeah. No. She's in a movie with Ben Affleck. No, not Ben Affleck. 
Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Where, that's where I they thought, get yeah. where, where they get married, and she and as soon as they get married, she turns into a complete nut job. Yeah. So, yeah, she gets naked in that heartbreak kid. Uh, there you go. She's also in heavy petting. I like heavy petting. Yeah, I, I like light Unfor- petting. Unfortunately, five minutes of heavy petting are going to be cut from this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so this did not work out how I expected it to be. Okay, but, um, you really thought I was going to veto a John Cusack movie, Say Anything. It's been a long time since I've seen Say Anything, but I remember enjoying it. That's where he's holding the boombox, and it's... Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, Deadpool does that with his phone. Yes. And that's the guy who is not in the Amityville Horror remake. But he is in the Amityville Horror I, remake. I know that. You didn't believe me. <laughs> no, I didn't believe. It wasn't that I didn't believe you. I just didn't know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Okay. Um, Any guesses for the, the, the button? The button. What's the button? The, the last thing at no. the very end of the podcast. Uh, no, no idea, man. No, I have yeah. okay. I'll have to wait. I'll have to wait. I'm going to fat. When I get this podcast and download it, I'm going to fast forward all the way to the end just to hear it. And then I'll have to rewind all the way to the beginning. Yeah. Well, first of all, no, you won't. <laughs> second yes, of all, I will. Second of all, that's like two inches on your iPhone <laughs> to scroll. Right. Yes. So I'm not going to just have to hold there and be pussy fingering. <laughs> no, th- those are the parts cut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, holy shit. This was a lot longer than I expected for a fucking hour and 38 minute Tom Cruise movie. The fuck, man. Um, uh, oh, we went over us- 400 hours. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what do you want? A cookie? <laughs> Be nice. Got something out of doing this. <laughs> you got my friendship, Matt. What you got? <sighs> Join us next week for for Jamie Gertz and John Cusack. Who's the dad? Who's Jamie Gertz's dad in that movie? Uh, the, the guy from John Mahoney. Not John Mahoney. He's the guy from the, – the guy that I had in uh, – the yeah, John Mahoney, Shaughnessy from uh, Primal Fear, the, the guy that was in Frasier. Was it Frasier's dad? Yeah, Frasier's dad, who had Eddie the the dog, Jack yeah. Russell Terrier. Yep, who was shot in the line of duty. Shot down to see a chipman. It had numbers. an old chair. I think I, I think that old chair had duct tape on it. Yeah, probably. Yes. Uh, but yeah, join us next week. You want to reach out to the show? Email us at betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Like us on Facebook. Comment on Doug's amazing posts that finally did drop. Um, did you see them by any chance? No, I, I've been There's, busy podcasting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's two for this movie. So one was a, one was a mistake. Uh, rate, review us where you get your podcasts. It only takes a second to give us five stars or to leave a comment and tell a friend, tell two friends, tell three friends. Um, We like new people and we like comments and we like emails and we don't get a whole lot, but we love everybody. So that's all I have to say about that. So, yeah, we will see you probably next Saturday. Mm. Well, you mean not this coming Saturday? No, no, following Saturday. It's going to be a break. We're going to have a break unless... We'll see what happens. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we'll All see right. you next time for All right. Say Anything. See you later. See you, man. Uh.